Just thinking about it. <laughs> Just waiting on YouTube. Not my fault, guys. <laughs> oh, the go live frame is amazing. <laughs> I think it's one of our best intros. <laughs> Welcome to Talking Heads, everyone. Episode 197, your once week live show for the latest in beer and tech news. I'm Jeff. I'm John. Welcome to the show, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us on this Wednesday night or in podcast form on the replay over on Anchor.fm or wherever your favorite podcasts are found. If you've never seen the show before, we talk beer, we talk tech, we talk games, pop culture, entertainment, and tonight there will be Star Trek. We read all super chats on the air so long as they don't get me demonetized and I feel like it and you ask nicely. And if you... What was next? Oh, we do drink alcohol on the show. And if you're drinking along with us, alcoholic or not, let us know in the chat and we'll give some early show shout outs as we go along. And if you'd like to join the super secret chat and the even more super secret after party, think about joining the Patreon or float plane. Links are both down in the video description. As a bonus, you'll get exclusive access to my Discord server where you can chat with myself, John, Rhett, Steve, all the hosts from Talking Heads and take part in the awesome and ever-growing community that's going on over there. Welcome to the show, John. You, hey, Jeff. You snappy You're... dresser, you. I know. Check this out. Yeah. I had to dig this out of the uh, dirty clothes hamper because <laughs> I've been using it as a bath towel. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's great yeah. for all kinds of things. Yes, it's a multi-purpose tool. That's, it's that's fantastic. Right. Uh, I, I guess we'll just start with that. If you want to be a snappy dresser like uh, like myself and John, we are now selling merch. Yeah, that is first and foremost on tonight's agenda is craftcomputing.store is now live. That's right. Now we have just some uh, some basic stuff up there for right now. We've got a couple of t-shirt designs. We've got our uh, my out of beer uh, blue screen of death. Uh, we've got the the traditional craft computing logo uh, emblazoned on a shirt as well as a couple of sweatshirts there. We've got stickers. We've got bottle openers and I've got a conical pint up there. Yeah. So you can drink like the pros. <laughs> now, is, is that in the description below? Uh, it is. Ah, yes. okay. So yeah, craftcomputing.store. Let's meme it up as much as Linus Tech Tips does. Yeah. Oh, trust me, we will. Uh, pretty much all proceeds from that are going to go towards hiring Rhett full-time so, so I can actually get more work done around here. Uh, <clears throat> but no. Uh, you, you need to make one that says feed Rhett. Yeah, feed Rhett. Feed Rhett. <laughs> Got Rhett. Yeah, got red. Got there we Rhett. go. I think that's a good one. Yeah, <laughs> that might be one of the one of the next ones. Is got red? <laughs> Please put it on a sweater. I, oh, <laughs> knitted sweater got red. <laughs> yeah, like a knitted sweater. <laughs> that might be a little spendy. I know. Uh, Rom wants to know how long till raid is not a backup. Uh, we did talk about that idea with them. Uh, for the moment, we are just doing a, a couple of basic ones, although that is probably the first outside of the basic, so like some some more intense screen printing to come. Uh, so uh, we wanted to just get some merchandise launched, and we will be doing some special stuff before too long. So stay tuned. Trust me, your idea is idea number one. So yes. Uh, we spoke to their graphics department, and I've also got another graphic artist that I'm talking to who's actually local to us, uh, and I'm uh, trying to to do that one up right. So, uh, but yes, 
more more fun stuff is coming. Raid is not a backup is coming. Uh, cat computing is also coming. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and now probably Got Ret is going to be another T-shirt <laughs> that we have to launch. <clears throat> but yeah, uh, get all your ideas in because we will probably make them happen. Uh, it would be fun if we could do like uh, uh, a Patreon shirt suggestion um uh, uh uh not challenge but um game or raffle or something like that you know the best they, they submit it and the best one the best one that we vote on yeah will be a, a merchandise i I, I am looking at doing some some monthly things with merch and with patrons and float planners i haven't yeah. quite decided what that will look like yet whether it's going to be like a a monthly glass giveaway or or t-shirt or um, we've already launched an exclusive discount code uh, that is good through the end of tomorrow. And so if, uh, if you are on the, the float plane or Patreon, you can get exclusive access to that and save, I believe it's 10% off right now. So save 10% on your first order. There you go. <laughs> I already saw a bunch of people on uh, chat like right away. <laughs> order in. Ret alert. That has to be a thing. There you go. Ret alert. Ret alert. Is it... Is it red alert or rant alert? Uh, well, well, on the show it's rant alert, uh, yeah. and so we might do like a rant alert T-shirt. Uh, but but I kind of like ret alert because that's what it started as was ret alert. Yeah. Uh, but no, uh, like it's still there. It's still a thing. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't fixed this one yet, so I it it shifts our image a little bit. I've got to ah. I've got to make it nice and neat with the rounded corners and everything else, like all the rest of the graphics that I I. Uh, did back up. Anyway, we've been talking for seven minutes, and uh, my throat's a little, little dry and scratchy. All oh yeah. So uh, yes. talking will do that. Talking will do that. I feel like I need to uh, to quench my to to parch this thirst, <laughs> uh, so to speak. So how will how will you soften your esophagus? Oh, like I said, drink like a pro. Uh, so tonight I am going to start with a Portland, Oregon own Old Town Brewing Pillow Fest. Uh, this is Ooh. an eight or sorry six point eight percent hazy IPA. Uh, with Columbus, Citra, Mosaic, and Amarillo hops. I have had that one. It was decent. It's nice. It's pretty decent. It's, it's pretty decent hazy. Yeah, yeah. it's a light, fluffy hazy. I, if I remember correctly, it didn't really have that acidy burn. No, this one's not too bad. It, it still will wear on you after a bit, but it's it's not the most intense acid that I've, that I've encountered. How much acid have you encountered, Jeff? Uh, Back in your days of ITing, Oh, the numbers. The oh. numbers. <laughs> uh, well, I've encountered certain department heads that spit acid. So <laughs> I think we'll leave that conversation there. John, what well, are you then, drinking tonight? <laughs> I, I, too, am going to be drinking something local to our state. It is not <laughs> Portland, but it is Newport. Uh, that pretty much narrows it down to one brewery. Um, but it is that time of year, Jeff. Oh it no! That you are awesome starting early. Pumpkin. Wow! I gotta put videos out, Jeff. I gotta put them ahead of time. <laughs> so, Rogue Pumpkin Beer. Oh boy! So the pumpkin patch. Hide your kids. Hide your wives. It's pumpkin <laughs> season. It's a six point one percent, twenty five IBUs. It is a ale brewed with actual roasted pumpkins. Now they. Rogue, the cool thing, they actually have pumpkin fields dedicated 
to just this beer. So it's not a pumpkin spiced beer. This is a real, they roast the pumpkins and they put it in there with the beer. Uh, SPX Labs wants to know if they bought all the shirts yet. Actually, that is the really cool thing about the company that I'm partnering with, and that is Flash FOMO. Uh, so they're the, the ones actually hosting the site. Uh, they also do all of the, the actual production, distribution, logistics, etc. cetera. Um, all I do is slap my name on things and, uh, and whatnot. Uh, they have been fantastic to work with so far. Uh, the incredible thing about the merchandise setup is they have manufacturers, I guess, in about 70 different countries. And so shipping is like dirt cheap no matter where you live. Uh, now I know someone is probably going to challenge me at some point, but so far shipping has been between like nine and $15, regardless of what country you're in. Uh, like I, uh, I even ordered some stuff to have on hand and I think my shipping was 875. Uh, so, uh, it's, it's print on demand. You can buy as many as you want. Uh, and, and they're cutting me a pretty decent, uh, slice of the profit as well. So this is the, the ultimate hookup that I was looking for. And I'm not limited to just a couple of t-shirts, uh, that they went out of their way and they found some bottle openers and glassware for me. And if these sell, it will totally not be the last of the lineup that I, that I carry. Uh, we will, uh, be expanding the glassware if it becomes popular. So we're just testing the waters with the conical pint and with the the screen printed on there. But uh, I mean that's your that's your that's your typical one. The, the right. first one you always go for. You don't go go for something big and fancy because I'm not like, going for like the fancy ornate beer steins right out of the yeah. out of the gate or you know custom laser etched bar shakers and things like that. Like yeah, trust me if this becomes popular and and it's a regular item that people buy oh we will be exploring custom barware oh yeah yeah no but you got to go yeah you'll have a uh, craft computing uh ice cubes yeah <laughs> uh yeah kind of like gamers nexus does some of the barware they've got the the moscow mule mugs and they've got the bar mats uh and whatnot we'll totally be branching out into that so buy uh, we do have buy some oh, glassware and uh and we'll uh we'll follow suit with those so we got a couple people saying what they got. Uh, we have Joshua, who's drinking a Lagunitas Hazy Wonder. Mm. Uh, Rev, uh, Mingo Fluff Yourself by a local brewery in Riverbend. Yes. So from Ben. Uh, yeah, right. Rev went uh, through PDX recently. So he uh, yeah. took advantage of uh, <laughs> the wonderful PDX selection of Oregon yeah, brews. He's, he's done it, I think, once before. I think I missed him by like 40 minutes. We were supposed to try to yeah. have lunch together last year. Uh, we got Nobella Hub is having some more clown shoes. Nice. Uh, a Luscious at Sunrise. An Imperial Stout Bourbon Barrel, Cinnamon, Vanilla, Anchos, and Chipotle Peppers. 10-5. So a spicy barrel-aged stout. Ooh, could be good. Nice. Youngling Magic is having a Youngling's Oktoberfest. See, so fall seasonal style. Mm -hmm. See, I'm not the only one. See, in August, I could definitely go for a good Oktoberfest beer. But pumpkin? Like, I'm not it, I'm not morally or ethically opposed to pumpkin beers. It's just not my first choice. Ram okay. a little <laughs> So I haven't I haven't had this beer in a long time because usually it comes in the big twenty two ounce right. bottle. Yeah, it's this giant and bomber. So the fact that they had them in cans, making it a lot cheaper, yeah. uh, this is actually 
pretty good. It it tastes more like a like a Maybach, a very malty German beer. Nice. It's not pumpkiny at all. I mean, it has a bit of a pumpkin. It has more like just cinnamon and a hint of clove. Hold on, but there's R- some meatiness. <laughs> so it's it's pretty good. I don't know. Although I will be spoiler alert, doing a pumpkin beer release video. Probably two of them next week, maybe even three if I do this one again. So if you like pumpkin beers, wait for next week. <laughs> I had a project that I was working on that I forgot to put away. Uh, the top of which was sitting on top of the the Fractal Design Torrent box because I haven't broken that down yet. And uh, he was trying to get up on top of the Fractal Design box so he could get into it. And he ended up knocking the <laughs> top of the project that I was working on off. Uh, and I realized the bottom section was still sitting kind of precariously on my other desk. So it's like, okay, let me just put all this away and Ram, you can go out. <laughs> yeah. All right. I think that's all the uh, the beer shout outs. How is your beer? I know we've talked about it, but. um, It's uh. This is one of those beers. I hadn't even opened it fully yet. Like I went and I could already smell it. Like instantaneous, like that's always citrus, pineapple, that that kind of thing. Um, It's definitely a New England. It's definitely got got some acid to it. Although, like we said, it's not nearly as intense as as some of the earlier New England IPAs when they were first figuring out. Like, do we call it a milkshake? Do we call it a New England? Do what you know? What do we call it? so uh it's decent it's it's definitely not the the best hazy i've ever had but it's certainly drinkable. yeah no yeah yeah well i think you know there's probably a a mass production value to it too you know they probably don't want to change the recipe too much yep uh patrick wants to know has jeff gone full hipster uh let's put it this way I quit my full-time IT job of 13 years to drink beer and make videos about computers in my basement. I know what I'm about. <laughs> You've been a yeah, but you were the exact same guy even before that. So I know if you quit, if you were if you became like a full-time hipster, that was a long time ago. <laughs> right? Has he become full hipster? No, I'm I'm just embracing it finally. So yeah, uh, I'm letting the. Oh, he's wore the fedora on this show multiple times. Yeah. Hey, hey, flat cap. It's not a fedora. Oh, whatever. And then, oh, it looks like you you, you shaved, you groomed a bit. Uh, well, I, I definitely trimmed up top a little bit. Well, yeah. But uh, no, I, I've i been letting this go for the most part. Uh, yeah. I've, I've just touched the edges a couple of times. Yeah, so. it just, look, just looks a little more kept, yeah. kept up. I, I'm, I, this is about as long as my mustache has ever been, though. Like, I, I can almost, I can almost curl it. Curl it? Maybe <laughs> so, that's what they're thinking for. Yeah gonna get a line of jeff's grooming beard oils yeah uh so so my beard i've had much longer i've actually had it down to about here before in fact i think you've you've seen me in the, in that state yeah yeah uh i i think i'm gonna have that come back i i, I think i'm gonna go <laughs> go nice and long in the chin rev says classy gent thank you sir <laughs> uh it's no surly dumpster fire 2020 aircraft uh definitely not not surly 2020 um that one was pretty good <laughs> that one was pretty darn good hey buddy hi <laughs> you got it the nighttime oh no he just oh, okay okay That's just fine. a kiss of the razor exactly you, you come up to the hairline and you stop huh 
you can watch. <laughs> but do you ride a flex? Do you ride a fixie and smoke strange herb blends? <laughs> um, I I I don't ride a fixie. I'm assuming you you mean like a one wheel, like like no, I I haven't gone full Adam Savage yet, uh, and uh, I I do have a, a a pipe back there. I do you know from time to time partake. So upcoming sponsor Dollar Shave Club. Actually, I had a Harry's uh, at a couple of maybe about a month or so ago. So okay, hi. hey buddy, in a wave go. <laughs> there we go. Uh, all right. You wanted to be on camera. Okay, we gotta go back to mom now. Okay. Rename the channel to Fu Manchu Reviews. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, let's all get right. into some actual tech news now that we're about yeah. twenty minutes in. Uh, so Intel has. Some updates on their uh, GPU, their upcoming GPU line. Uh, first off, they have officially named the DG2 graphics card the Intel Alchemist architecture. <laughs> Interesting. Code I name. saw that, and I was I always saw that, and I was like, ah, oh, I should have opened a beer, a particular beer for this. Yeah, <laughs> little little scientist. Yeah, a little scientist one. I was like, ah. Oh. I think I have one still, like sitting in the back, mm -hmm. just just to, because they're hard to get. So I was like, I yeah. won't open it though. Yeah. So, yep, not not worth it. Yeah, but... little the alchemist. Yeah, yeah, little the alchemist. Yep. See now, if you get one of these and you review it, that's when you have to have it. Right. Exactly. Um, so. Well, people haven't been putting two and two together with some of my more recent videos. Uh, uh, for the uh, katana, I had a little something. From Lagunitas. Oh, yeah. Little, little, little something. Uh -huh. uh, and for the Torrent, I had Maximus IPA. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So the, the Maximum big, Airflow, the Maximus. The, yeah, like, yeah, big fan. I, yep. I usually try to co you know, correlate the, the beers to, yeah. So they're usually themed and no one ever gets it. And it drives me nuts. <laughs> Like I spent so many times at the bottle shop. I gotta do this video. Where's a beer that can match this? Ah, oh, no one got it. Actually, what's really funny is uh, is I I just go to the fridge and I go, oh, that one works. <laughs> I'll find an excuse for this right. to work. I'll say a line. Ah, oh, there we right, go. Exactly. Anyway, uh, so the update is pretty much that Intel gave their DG2 an official name. We have no specs. We have no further revelations about process or anything else. Uh, we do know that it will offer full support for DirectX 12 Ultimate, which is the latest revision of DX12, like DX12.3 or whatever. Um, but that's not really that surprising since like DX 12 one has been an official spec since gosh, I want to say 2015, maybe even 14. Like it's hard not to have a DX 12 graphics card at this point. Uh, and it's not like they weren't going to support the latest graphics APIs that they want to be taken seriously. So, uh, yeah, other than that, uh, it's going to come we out. We got a name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> other than that, it's going to come out quarter five of 2021. Because remember, it was originally promised to launch in 2021. Now it's coming out Q1 of 2022. So quarter five release. <laughs> Nailed it. 
yeah. Although I originally predicted that I thought this was going to be announced at CES 2022 as a launch date. Uh, so I, 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 I did not expect this to be like a November holiday launch. I, I expected it to be a, a Q1 2022, and I was right. So yeah, I know it would have it would have been nice though for uh, a holiday launch because <clears throat> you're gonna get a lot of the um, laptop net- netbooks, you know, the smaller stuff. Yeah, with these in there, and people would probably want it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if this will hurt sales or not. Who knows? Right. But um, I I will say um, for those who didn't watch my review on the uh, the in win or the in win on the uh, GPD Win three. Uh, I've been really, really impressed by Intel's early entry into APU-style graphics beyond their Intel HD series. I mean, obviously, they ha- they've had, like, Iris Pro in the past and whatnot, but their Intel XE architecture, man, if that scales up, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I am definitely curious to see what more compute cores could possibly mean for this, because that... That uh, that GPD Win three with with Intel Xe on board, it freaking rocks, man. It, there there are games that it plays buttery smooth that I I wouldn't have given it a chance in hell of doing. Hmm. So, uh, I mean, it, it struggles with Cyberpunk a little bit, but it's still like playable frame rates as far as like if you're expecting like console performance, like up, upwards of 30 FPS on average. Yeah, they're like 30, 30 frames in right. 1080p. Yeah, it, it averaged between 25 and 35 usually, uh, but completely playable. Um, yeah. Not the best experience on the handheld, but certainly far from the worst. And uh, pretty much every other game that I tried to play on it, if you play it at 720p and, and low to medium settings, it's it's 60 frames per second pretty much locked. And well, yeah, it, it's a nice thing. I mean, if you gave it to a, a kid or a teenager who doesn't know, and it's like, I want to play these games, here you go, this will work, it's playable, it's doable, well, boom, well, go. Well, just, just look at, like, the Nintendo Switch and Breath of the Wild. We, yeah. we played Breath of the Wild at 720p at 20 frames per second. This is doing Cyberpunk at 720p at essentially the same graphical fidelity, but doing it at 25 to 30 frames per second. That's yeah. impressive. That is really, really impressive. Um, not to mention the other games that are just trounced frame rates in. I mean, there there were some impressive results in there from GTA V and Red Dead Redemption 2, uh, let alone like getting into like Rocket League and things like that, where it just destroys those games. Um, so if Intel can deliver on that kind of performance, and and I've always said, you don't need to be competitive with the 3090. You need to be competitive with the mainstream cards. If you can come out yeah. with a $250 or $300 card that goes you know, toe-to-toe with the offerings from NVIDIA and AMD, or even beats them in perform- price-to-performance at that price range, you've got a solid offering. Yep, because that's that's 85% <laughs> of the market Yeah, right there. Right. You know, that that's the... You're going to get every entry person uh, because that's the graphics card they're going to buy who wants to build their first gaming computer. Yep. You know, type of thing. Or little enthusiast enthusiast person of like, I need a little gaming computer because it's cheap. Hey, here we go. I'm on a budget. Right. I know I can play. Uh, I mean, 250 bucks. that's what I used to spend on a graphics card. That, I mean, it, yeah. it, it's only recently that I've really been able to spend more because of the channel that I run. Normally, I would not have bought a 3090, but 
I do video editing on that machine and some of my projects eat, <laughs> eat video memory for breakfast. It's, uh, it's amazing how much ProRes RAW will, <laughs> will eat up memory. Um, but that computer, you know, edits and renders videos like butter and, and it was required. I needed that, that level of video card. Um, yeah. That being said, I bought a 6900 XT and was pretty darn disappointed with the video editing prowess of that card. But if I was on like DaVinci Resolve, I'm sure I would have been just fine. It's just... Yeah. That year, it's Adobe. Adobe happens to love NVIDIA, right? Yeah. Or vice oh. versa. I don't I don't know which is which. I don't know. But yeah, it's... it's well, at the same time, too, you're not going to go break the horse that you're already mm -hmm. riding on. You know, you know it. You've trained it. Mm -hmm. You know everything about it. Yep. I know the you ins know and outs. You, I know how to work you know the around the problems. Outs. You yeah. know that I can throw a video in here and you already have a ballpark of this is how long it's going to take me to edit it mm -hmm. because I know how the program is going to work. Whereas it's going to take you month, two months maybe. And then so you got to dedicate extra hours that yep. you probably don't have. Yep. Now, now see what you should start doing is getting ret to learn it. Right. Yeah. Uh, Cause yeah, Rhett's been editing the majority of my videos, at least uh, uh, getting the draft cuts done. And so yeah. he does all the rough cuts, all of the uh, eliminates all of the the unneeded A roll and and puts the B roll in and that kind of thing. And then I'll go through and I'll do the the final polish, color correction, and uh, uh, in this last video I did the B roll montage. Uh, so yeah. I, I still handle things like that, but that means I only have to spend an hour doing a final polish on a video instead of three to four to five you don't, hours yeah you don't you don't have edit. to listen to yourself say the same line three times like all right hang three. on which one is the better one or whatever How you flatter me you... sir <laughs> like oh wait or try to remember i'm pretty sure it was the last one i liked the best mm -hmm. you know because uh, you'll say things you'll yeah. say it a slightly different one time you'll, you'll throw emphasis emphasis a little different, on a different inflection word. yeah yeah exactly and you're like oh well hang on i got an idea let me just try this you know oh i just thought of this idea and yeah. you filmed it 10 minutes later <laughs> you know right. so you got to cut back to it and slice it in there yeah uh yeah. one thing i will say on the uh bah, 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 uh the intel dg2 one thing that no one has really talked about is intel thus far as far as intel hd graphics has gone they have actually enabled SRIOV support on Intel graphics, which means you can divide an Intel integrated graphics card into multiple virtual machines to get 3D rendering done on multiple VMs at the same time with no licensing. And SRIOV is the proper implementation for that. Um, what happens when the DG2 comes out? Can I put six of them into my cloud gaming rig and? And see what happens. And, and <laughs> render like 16 stations at the same time. Like. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like Intel. Because <laughs> I, I think we could do some beautiful things together. <laughs> now, yes, it's going to be on an epic workstation because I'm sorry, you just don't compete in core count, especially if I get a, like a, a third gen Milan 128 core chip to put in there. <laughs> oh we can dream can't we that'd be fun that'd be weird to run an amd workstation with uh intel graphics, intel graphics. 
<laughs> just sit there and be like, wow, how the tables, like, this, that just sounds wrong. Uh, oh, how the turntables. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh. Somewhere in here, I have the next thing before we get into the beer news. Oh, we have more? No, before, no, I, yeah, I, I have one more thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, we did, with, uh, it was kind of a slow week for tech news. Yep. Uh, I have one more thing. Hold on, I'll find it. I'll find it. There it is. Uh, all right. There's the camera. Not there. <laughs> Did you know today's video is brought to you by Linode? <laughs> I completely forgot to bring up the script. <laughs> if you ever needed to host your own servers, whether it be for home or business, but don't have the resources, time, or hardware, power, cooling, or even space requirements, why not let Linode host them for you? If it runs on Linux, it'll run on Linode. That includes the software from most of the tutorials on my channel like how to run your own ad-blocking, recursive DNS server, VPN gateways, host your own cloud-based Plex server, and more. Linode makes it simple to deploy and manage your own cloud services, with solutions ranging from a single shared CPU to massive multi-core virtual machines. They even offer dedicated RTX 6000 GPUs for graphic rendering or machine learning. With CPU plans starting at as little as $5 per month and scaling up to as high as you need to go, you'll be able to find a hosting plan that fits your needs. Even if you do host your own servers, you can use Linode to keep a backup off-site. Because remember, RAID is not a backup. Visit Linode.com slash craft computing and get a $100 60-day credit just for signing up for a new account. That's Linode.com slash craft computing. And thank you again to Linode for sponsoring today's episode. Linode, you guys are great. <laughs> See, I knew there was something I needed to do at the. Uh, oh, was that it? Oh, <laughs> so, so wait, do we do we actually have other tech news? Nope, or nope. That's all the tech news I have. Oh, okay. I mean, we have some like entertainment and game related news a little yeah, later in the show. Yeah, but I was show, like, but... oh, okay, is that news? Like, because uh, everyone knows you're sponsored by Linode. <laughs> Yep. Nope. Okay. That, that was I, was. I was stalling for time. Ah. Okay. Pay no attention to me. <laughs> oh wait. Oh. Hey, did you want that distilled Jack Daniels? The leftover stuff I have. It's Jack Daniels. Um, I only watched that video through the distillation process. I actually, I, I watched you like take the swig, and then I got called away to do something else, oh. and so I didn't watch the end of the episode. So I don't know how the episode ended. But I, I do know hey. you're like it tastes kind of like like liquor with a little cola in the back like like Basically, like a yeah, watered it, down it, vodka that was poured in like cola. some like cola. like i had some cola and ice and i just poured in vodka into the top of that that's basically what it tastes like yeah. i'm i'm betting it's probably you know 10 high 10s high maybe low double digits yeah uh proof yeah i was um, gonna say there's no way out of a 4.8 percent that you got 20 ounces of ethanol out. no of no like, yeah so that's like <laughs> i know it's stronger i i at least doubled it if not more than double right it, you know so that would put it uh nine percent maybe and, 10 yeah and that that's kind of what i was guessing um I mean, I could do the math really quick. I know. If, I was sitting there If I had but... to guess, I'd say out of a six-pack, there's no more than six ounces of ethanol in total. Uh, probably closer to five. 
Um, yeah. If someone wants I, to do I, the math on a on a five pack of eleven ounce bottles, uh, how much is four point eight percent of that? Yeah. Actually, so uh, five <laughs> times eleven, and then uh, times zero point zero point zero four zero four eight. Two point six four ounces is what you should have ended up with. Well, yeah, pure ethanol. To, for for yeah, ninety nine point nine percent. For ninety nine point nine, this this does not get that hot. Right. Uh, so when I when I just uh, you should video, you should have triple distilled it. Is what you so so I, I I double distilled it. Mm. Did I did I say that in the video or did I edit that part out? I think I no I, I don't remember out. that part. So yeah. So yeah, I edited. So I did double distill it, and it it didn't leave me anything. So it was at its highest. Yeah. So what whatever this does, it doesn't get hot enough. Yeah. I think that's uh, probably by design because <laughs> water. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So it's it's interesting because you are just making a concentrated version mm -hmm. of something mm -hmm. so um and you're taking certain impurity i know i could throw any liquor in there and it would take some of the water out so i'm yeah. getting a little bit bigger yeah i'm not distilling it fully but still you know I'll, I'll bump the proof up a little bit so um but it was nice because it does take that malt liquoriness out of it i was thinking about carbonating it and basically making my own hard seltzer mm -hmm. You know, uh, so I have now a 10% hard seltzer that tastes better than all the other ones out there and probably a lot, maybe probably just as few calories. Yeah. Because I'm not, no longer adding any sugars. Yeah. Hey, so. Techno Tim is in the chat. $5 donation. Thank you so much. Thanks for all you do. Uh, if, if you guys like the kind of content that I do as far as servers and whatnot go, uh, go check out Techno Tim. He has a fantastic YouTube channel in his own right. Um, and in fact, he gets a little bit more into some of the nitty gritty as far as um, development and programming and things like that. Uh, so I am definitely more inclined towards the hardware kind of stuff, but uh, uh, he can get into the weeds a little bit on the software side of things. So if, if you like my kind of stuff, you'll definitely love Techno Tim. So thank you for, uh, for tuning in, sir. Good to see you. Uh, and everyone's giving oh, you some well. greetings as well. So there good, we go. good to see nice. you've got some subs in the in the audience here. I figured we had a little bit of a, a cross section. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I I am enjoying this pumpkin beer more and more. Are you? This because it's not overly sweet. Mm -hmm. It's malty. It's just got enough spice. It reminds me of like a nice. Like a, if you're going to make a fall Maybach, essentially. So, okay. Okay. Uh, you know, a clove cinnamon Maybach. Yeah. Lightly, lightly spiced. Uh, I, that's basically what this tastes I like. I might have to go pick that one up now. You're, you're selling me on a pumpkin beer, and I didn't know it's, that that was it's, possible. It's, it's the weirdest, because I remember having this and being like, eh, it's okay. But also, I was, this was even before I owned the tap room. So we're talking, you know, mm -hmm. close to 10 years. Yeah probably the first time I've had this didn't like it, but I also wanted the big sweeter beer. Yeah. And you wanted uh, the pumpkin the, pie, not the, not the, I wanted the and pumpkin spice. pie. Right. Yeah. And now I'm like, no, I want, I want body and I want drinkability, uh, you know, some bitterness. There is some like almost greeniness at the back end. It's, it's kind of nice actually. Yeah. There's a, I taste the meatiness of the pumpkin and it doesn't taste like the pumpkin was 
spiced with cinnamon and clove and nutmeg, and then they put pumpkin pie spiced in there. I mean, there's a place for that. Don't get me wrong. I know some people do like it, and some people frown upon it. Um, I am going to be doing, I said it while you walked away, but I have the Elysian pumpkin. Oh, of course you hack. do. Uh, so I, I figured I figured I'd have to do that <laughs> as a review this year. Um, I do have one you'd probably want to try because it's from Avery, and it's like 19% bourbon barrel-aged pumpkin. Okay, beer. I'm on board. <laughs> you had Becky me at ABV. <laughs> Becky sent me that last year, but oh, that's right. she she sent it to me at the end mm-hmm. of uh you know fall. It was like November. I got it. I was like, I can't do pumpkin beers in November. Yeah. So I was like, that's big enough to save. I'll do that. Yep. <laughs> so I have that one. It's like, oh, this is that's a I can get behind nineteen percent pumpkin beer. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, for those who follow me on Twitter, uh, sorry, people are talking about replicators and uh, uh, if a, if Star Trek future really existed, would replicators only make synthahol or would it make real alcohol? Um, depends on where you're at and where you're located. And, and if we know anything about replicator technology, it's that you still can't fool time. And if, if replicators can't even get spaghetti right, like, like you know, enlisted crew would always complain about replicated food and then they get back on earth and they go oh it's been so long since i've actually had spaghetti and meatballs um i doubt they're gonna do you know bourbon and scotch and that like it's still replicated uh but anyway uh so if anyone follows me on twitter which you totally should at craft computing uh my daughter asked for a treasure chest today uh, so you want a treasure chest in a day? I'll get you a treasure chest in a day. Um, I haven't done the silver accents on the bottom half of this yet, but it's a treasure chest that actually locks and opens with a skull-shaped key. Oh, nice. So <laughs> it's, it's a very simple locking me- mechanism. All it does is push the, uh, the locking lug over, but it's totally a locking treasure chest. Uh, and tomorrow I think I'm going to fire up the resin printer and printer up some, uh, some clear blue, like gems and emeralds and things like that. Oh yeah. I have uh, a couple of translucent, uh, resins. So (laughs) yeah, it's great to be my kids. (laughs) (laughs) Free toys. Well, essentially. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Custom made printed toys. Yeah. Yeah, uh, started with my oldest daughter, Miss. Uh, she has this uh, Lego jewelry box from Frozen. And uh, Little Bit wanted a jewelry box. And I'm like, well, I, I could make you a box. I can make a whole bunch of things. And so we sat down and we started browsing Thingiverse. And uh, I said, how about a treasure chest? She goes, yeah. And so I made her a treasure chest today. And tomorrow I'm going to just finish the silver accents and then it'll be all hers. I got to clear coat it too, because this is rub and buff. Otherwise her hands will get all silvery and then half my house will be silver. So. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, It looked bigger on Twitter. Uh, Sweet gift for your daughter. This is actually 150% scale from, from the model. It's, it's not a small chest. This was still almost a six hour print. So, Uh, but it's a perfect little like jewelry box and, you know, you can put all the little knickknacks of toys. You'd be surprised how many toys in the, like, you know, there's always the, the little handle things that yep. a, a figure will hold. Yep. The hair clips, um, yep. just small random stuff. Yep. 
and, uh, that are become toys. And Tim sends another five bucks and says, thanks, man. No, thank you. Thank you for watching. Thank you for your content that you do. Uh, you are, you, you put some great stuff out there as well. So, uh, always nice to have compatriots watching the show. Uh, let's see. Uh, John Jay is going to go pumpkin beer shopping over the next couple weeks because it's like going trick-or-treating for adults. <laughs> uh, let's see. One-Eyed Willie's chest? No, not One-Eyed Willie's chest. Um, I don't know who what chest this is modeled after, but it's a pretty cool design. And actually, it probably doesn't show up all that well on camera, but the wood grain that came out of this is actually pretty fantastic. So... Really, really happy with this. And this was even at like a draft setting. I've got a 0.32 layer height setting that is kind of like an overdriven, really fast print. Uh, this would have taken something like nine to ten and a half hours with uh, like the standard 0.20 draft or 0.30 draft. Instead, this was a five and a half, five hour, 45 print uh, with some settings that I've got in there right now. So pretty happy with that uh let's see what else is going on in chat all right i can see the wood grain okay michael sees it that's right we're broadcasting in 1440p because i actually have internet unlike rhett unlike rhett <laughs> <laughs> hey it worked out it did it did it was fine no i enjoy seeing my show at 17 frames per second <laughs> No, you guys did a fantastic job. I, I was I was really thrilled to to go back and watch the replay. So yeah, there we go. So so see, you can take a break every now and then. Yeah. And see, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. No, I thought it was great. All right, uh, I think we have some beer news to get to. We do, John. Have if some you want to take news. the helm, I can go ahead and do that. Uh, it is summertime right now. We're getting a little bit closer to the end, but. It is still the nice, hot, sunny weather out there, depending on where you live. We just went through a heat wave ourselves. Yep. Um, a little bit too hot for my particular comfort to be outside. Um, today wasn't too bad. Yeah, even <laughs> inside. Um, but there are those days that are nice. And you're like, you know what? I want to grill. I want a barbecue. Today was I 84 and gorgeous. Good. It was great, right? God, it was, it was nice. Even yesterday when it was cloudy, I enjoyed that breeze that came in. And I was like, Give me some drops of rain, you know. Right. Um, that we don't that get summer like, rain in Oregon. We don't. no, we don't. But that everywhere is, else calls it calls it drought. We call it summer. <laughs> that is that is what I want to to grill a burger, enjoy a beer. You know, I can sit outside, let my kid play. He plays on the playground, comes back, grabs a bite of food, runs back, type thing. I'm sitting there drinking a beer with my wife, having a thing. Well, Budweiser. Want that to last in your house, that aroma of beer and stale can and possibly cigarettes? I don't know, bottle room? But what it is, is Budweiser is making a beer barbecue scented candle for you. And you can buy that for the cheap, cheap price of, I believe it's $35. $34. Sorry, $34 for a barbecue beer scented candle uh yeah i don't think i want a candle that probably smells like birchwood stale beer and cigarette butts 
Because Jeff and I have both worked in the exact same bottle room, and we know that smell. And we didn't even know each other at that point either. Right. But somehow we worked in the same place. But so Budweiser has um, partnered up with Homesick, and which is apparently a candle-making company, but okay. It's all soy-based wax candles. Um, this candle's supposed to last like 36 hours. I, I, I don't know. This is just not something I'm wanting. <laughs> I don't want a Budweiser-scented candle. Although I should get this for my father-in-law. He's a, he's a Bud man. Maybe I'll do that. So if you've ever run out of beer, you can always have that scent to remind you. And then you open the fridge and then you're depressed that you ran out of Budweiser. Yeah. Or that you have a Budweiser and you're depressed. Yeah. You're usually depressed when you're drinking Budweiser. Not going to yeah, lie. I mean, it, it is, I will, I will admit if I have to drink one, it is the last thing that is there. It's like, there's literally nothing there. The, the water, if the water is, is pouring rusted water out, I'm like, well, I, I, I try not to be better. a rude guest as much as possible, but someone will be like, do you want a beer? And I'll say, sure. What do you have? Well, I've got bud or I've got a Coors or I think I have some, some, uh, some high life. And I'm like, do you have any Gatorade? Like, yeah, <laughs> I know. I mean, if they, got, if they got a high life, I'd probably take a high life, actually. High life, I will admit, out of all of the domestic, high life is probably the one I could not drink on a regular basis, but like, okay, this is, uh, that's what you got. I'll take that. Yeah. That's fine. Sure. Yeah. Rev says, um, yeah, I just won't drink. Yeah. I'll, I'll go water before I go bud. So. And I know that's practically the same thing, but it's not the same thing. No. But, uh, yeah. I will drink so. your local tap water, John, <laughs> before I will so. drink a Budweiser. On purpose. So, wait, does that mean this candle smells like nothing? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> it's just it's just melting wax. And it's like, oh, somehow they did that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I've been trolling the chat. So. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Oh, I'm stuck. I was like, chat's not even moving. I'm like, I didn't, I never scrolled down yet. Yep. So. No, uh, uh, no, I was, I was doing a free giveaway for CSGO skins. Uh, so there, there's a, oh. there's a link in the chat if anyone's interested. So, yeah. Um, but speaking of who is it? Someone had the Oktoberfest beer in chat. Um, and Oktoberfest beers are probably one of the original fall beers that we used to, before the pumpkin craze went around. You know, that maltier lager. Pumpkin spice gets so, to us all, man. Yeah, you know, it, it gets to us all. But the I would say the Oktoberfest style beer. I didn't realize we were original... living in the Dune timeline yet, but here we are. <laughs> spice. 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 Before we get into Thanks. the Oktoberfest, my glass is empty. Do you want to? Okay. Well, where, I, mean, where are you I, at? I, I got one. Okay. One. Okay. Swig that because I, I got to open my no, my next one. All right. You open your next one. You have it? I do. It's in my hand. Okay. I'll go grab mine while you do All that. All right. Uh, so my next beer uh, is, gosh, this is just a good one. 
Uh, this is from Lewitt Brewing. It is the Imperial War Tortoise. I've had this one on the show before, but it was a bomber. This one happens to be in pint form, which I am very thankful for, as it clocks in at 9.4%. And is just a phenomenal example of a non-barrel-aged Imperial Stout. Doesn't quite pour like motor oil. It's not quite that thick, but uh, it is definitely a full-bodied stout. Ooh. Nailed it. Stouty, stout, stout. Oh, man. What is that that I'm smelling right on the nose? Why can't I think of what that smell is? Like, I'm broken. Coffee, roastiness. It's not coffee. Uh, dark fruit. Dark fruit. No, it's not fruit. Um, it's very sweet. It's very, very Ziggy? sweet. Molasses. It's almost like... Uh, it's more vanilla-y. It's, a, it's a, like a lighter... Waffle cone? Kinda. Kinda. Vanilla wafer? Vanilla cookie-esque? Maybe like oatmeal and vanilla? Vanilla wafer, I didn't, I didn't... Vanilla wafer oatmeal, kinda. Yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't get to see the... Uh, brown uh, sugar. What, what brown you... sugar. Brown sugar. Brown there sugar. we go. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Michael Season says burnt sugar, but yeah, no, brown sugar is kinda... And Emma says, oh my god, that is dark. Yeah. Uh, should we do the light test? I feel like we should do the light oh, test. Yeah. That's a, uh... I always need to do a light test on a yeah. stout. Alright. So that's how you determine it's out. So here, here's the light. There it goes. There it goes. <laughs> even, even you the edge. Like, look at that. It's an eclipse. <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty good. Yeah. That was really bad. What was it? It was the non-alcoholic one. That was yeah. bad. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It poured like water. <laughs> it just shined straight through. You just saw the light right through. We did the light. That is one of my favorite all-time clips from this show. <laughs> I, I have to say, is is you doing that and then me holding up another sound. And, you hold your, that, was, and that wasn't even planned. We're just like, you know what? Hang on a second. <laughs> all right. Uh, how, how big was yours? Mm. Nine four. Oh, okay. So I got you beat by a little bit. Okay, okay. By a little bit, I mean probably a lot. A lot, uh, yeah. So this is Adriat Theories, the auto trepidation. Trepidation. It is their barley wine. Okay. Uh, can I guess? So, can I guess the ABV? Because I don't know. Sure. Um, sure, sure, sure. I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess eleven six. Oh, okay. Uh, are we above twelve? Okay, so so I'm in the ballpark at least. You are you are very, very close. In, in uh, fact, twelve three. No, no. In fact, you already said it. Twelve on the no. Twelve on the okay. Yeah. Twelve on the no. So. But that's pretty, I, just, I surrounded it. That ain't bad. Yeah. No, you you know you you were right in the. I know ballpark. what it should you know, be. You, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> So uh, I know it's very hard to find a barley wine nowadays. Sergey but... says total eclipse of the stout. Cheers for that pun, sir. There we go. 
SPX Labs, $5. Thank you so much. Everyone go buy some merch. Enjoy the rest of your show. Yes, do go buy some merch. Craftcomputing.store. And drink like a pro. I think that's going to be my new ta- my new tagline. Drink like a pro. Drink like a pro. Yeah. There you go. Drink like a pro at craftcomputing.store. So, Rav, this is Ghost 1018, if you're wondering for stuff in there. Uh, but you know what? I- e- East Coast Mods guessed 11.9 before, uh, before you said Ooh. it. So he's the closest oh. without going over. Ooh. Oh, that's good. That's actually really good. That is a much improved camera angle, I've got to say, John. <laughs> that's the best you've ever looked hey i i have no i like did, any, did anyone notice that mm-hmm. <laughs> anyone notice that yet <laughs> what is long-haired jeff doing in the background <laughs> gosh that guy you know but i do love the one thing i do love um hadrian theory is uh the back of their can always gives you pairing yeah of food and even gives you a pairing for a cigar. Cigar and music. Right. Yeah. And then they give you serving temperature. So I really love that. It's on every single one of their cans. Yep. So that's that's cool. I like that. Oh yeah. There's this again. So move that. There we go. <laughs> hey, there we go. Sony face there detection at its best. <laughs> Sony's going, no no no, the beer again. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. That's... Give it back. It's amazing how our cameras often imitate our own wants and desires, right? <laughs> well, I mean, it is just trying to focus on the beer. Right. <laughs> which that's what I want to focus on. <laughs> and speaking of focusing on beer, Jeff. Yes. Um, so, like I was saying, Oktoberfest beers are a quintessential fall-style beers. End of summer, beginning of that, you know, the changing of the leaves, the foliage and everything like that. And Firestone Walker is doing something different. They have a Oktoberfest beer, but they've only released um, it recently as late as 2019 and only on draft. So it hasn't even been globally or nationwide available. This year, though, they're doing something special. It will be nationally released. And on top of that, it's going to be barrel-aged. Yes. So... You will now be able to get a barrel-aged Oktoberfest beer. Now, this isn't your typical barrel aging of you know bourbon or whiskey or anything like that. This is French oak. So you're going to be getting these were fermented and aged in French oak. Right. So they weren't even fermented in the uh, conicals, you know, the big metal ones, yeah. and then put into age. No, these were fermented yeah. in French oak. Like these were mashed barrel. in French oak. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it's supposed to give, French oak usually gives a bit of a drying, smoother flavor to it. Uh, can have a little bit of a, a chalkiness, uh, complexity to it though. You will taste a bit of wood probably. You'll notice that's like, oh, this is, I definitely taste wood character. But in a multi Oktoberfest style beer, that actually might be pretty good. Right? I am pretty interested into trying this beer. And I thought it'd be different to talk about this one because of, pumpkin is always being talked about and i like that you know firestone walker didn't go the typical route all right we're gonna release a pumpkin beer now yeah. you know they're like nope let's let's take our traditional and and give it a little spin so people will go after it you know i enjoy that and i i will probably buy some of this if we can if i can find it 
So I do like a good, like I said, a multi beer. And I really like what the um, Rogue Pumpkin beer reminded me of. And so I'm hoping that that's what this does too. And like I said before, the Firestone Walker, they don't usually release a Oktoberfest style beer mm -hmm. all the time. Uh, the last one they did was 2019 and draft only. Yep. So you can find it, try getting it. Let us know if it's any good. I'm if definitely on the lookout for one. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll definitely. And it's not going to be one of those specialty, you know, it comes in a six pack. It's yeah. not one of the box ones. Yeah. Six packs, so it should be a pretty decent price, you know, probably nine ten dollars six pack so uh, sometimes yeah. sometimes the more elaborate six packs they they can trend 13 bucks um but even still that's a reasonable price i think for a six pack of barrel aged yeah. you know specialty oktoberfest beer so definitely not disappointed by that price Moving on, we have uh, a little bit of an update to a story that we did, gosh, this was, I want to say almost two ago. years ago. Yeah. Um, so there was a ROM site uh, called ROM Universe that uh, got in trouble with Nintendo, uh, more so than a lot of other ROM sites in the past, mainly because not only did they allow downloads of ROMs, which is a big no-no for copyright and so on and so forth. They also allowed you to play them live on the site. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like those stupid uh, movie streaming websites. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, not exactly the smartest move by the site's creator. And true to form, Nintendo took them down in pretty swift order. Uh, now... We covered the story because Nintendo filed a lawsuit and won and was awarded $2.1 million, of which we knew they were never going to acquire. Uh, that's typically oh, how these lawsuits work. Uh, well, we have some more details on the lawsuit now as uh, the defendant was ordered to pay the $2.1 million dollars but in 42,000 monthly allotments of $50. Like, if you want to talk about a slap on the wrist and a get-out-of-jail-free card, holy crap. Like, count your blessings that it's 50 bucks a month. Just roll that into your Google Fi plan and, and don't subscribe yeah. to Hulu. Like, like, that's the level of money that we're talking about. Like, I can live without satellite for the rest of my life as long as Nintendo doesn't send me to prison. And Pretty much. just pay 50 bucks a month for the rest of your a life. Month. And you're fine. I mean, I probably have that in bottle of turn from the beer I drink. <laughs> Pretty much. Like, I mean, I mean what? Uh, <laughs> well, we get 10 cents here, Jeff. Yeah, so, so the founder of the website, I think, got off pretty easy. Yeah. Oh, the story doesn't end there. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, Nintendo filed lawsuit in 2019 in what Nintendo's lawyers called a brazen and mass scale infringement uh, case. Uh, and they won a lawsuit in May and were awarded $2.1 million. Uh, the defendant, ROM Universe owner Matthew Storman, uh, was required to make $50 monthly payments uh, and was also uh, served an injunction for being able to... Uh, host a website anymore, bring us the ROMs back online, um, et cetera, et cetera. Well, why are we talking about this again? 
Well, the date came that he was supposed to make his first $50 monthly payment. And he didn't. <laughs> like. I mean, it's, I, it's like uh, fill my gas, my car with gas or not go to jail. Right. Fill my car with right. gas, not go to jail. Right. Um, so for those who don't know, if you defy a judge's order, you can be held in contempt of court and thrown in prison until you comply. Uh, as well as like, oh, we're going to do away with the monthly payment plan. And now you have to pay a lump sum or go to prison. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, they can now change the terms. Right. Yeah. Since you broke your end of the agreement, they can turn, change their terms of the agreement as well. Uh, so it's, it's best to just like, like take take the mulligan and just go. You know what? I got caught. I got busted. Fifty bucks a month. I got that. Like, pay it and it's done. Uh, but no, uh, Storman, uh, did not pay the the fifty dollars that was that was owed on August seventeen or uh, what day was it? Uh. It was beginning of August. I want to say that it was like August 2nd or something like that. Yeah, something like uh, that. Anyway, since he failed to make his first payment, uh, the judge has now granted a second injunction and has, quote, permanent, uh, ordered Storman to, quote, permanently destroy all unauthorized Nintendo games or other unauthorized copies of Nintendo's <laughs> intellectual property, including movies, books, and music. The judge has also given Stormont until August 17th, which was yesterday, to comply with the order uh, uh, and until August 20th to file a declaration that he has verified and completed the judge's order uh, of destroying all evidence and failure to do so could result in perjury charges, um, which is, again, the do not pass go, do not collect $200, go directly to jail kind of yep. thing. Uh so, this is not legal advice. I, I do not seek to give legal advice. I am not an attorney. I am not licensed to do so. I am just a guy on YouTube and your mileage may vary. Have I covered that properly? Good. Good. Uh, what a, an idiot. <laughs> oh, gosh. I know. I mean, 50 bucks a month. I, I, like you said, it's... It, it's it's either like oh I'm not gonna be on Hulu and Netflix okay there you mm -hmm. go or you downgrade your cable package to the 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 level down you right. save fifty bucks a month you're no longer on unlimited data plan you're on five hundred gigabits yeah. whatever any of those is gonna I save pay you Comcast unwillingly a hundred and forty five dollars per month and I don't even have cable I just have internet that's yeah. internet so I mean there are. So many ways for fifty bucks a month. I mean, you're talking what? What is that? A dollar twenty-five, maybe a day? Yeah, yeah, something around that, you know, ish. Yeah, um, yeah, closer to like a dollar thirty-three, dollar fifty. But yeah, but I think yeah. thirty-three. But yeah, you know, you know, un yeah. So it is more expensive for you to probably go to McDonald's and order a meal off the dollar menu than it would be for him every day than it would be for him to pay that once a month. Yeah. It's 50 bucks. Like there are a number of things that you do in your daily life that are way more than 50 bucks, regardless of where you live. Uh, and like I said, this guy was essentially given a get out of jail free card that cost him 50 bucks a month. Pay the yeah, 50 bucks and, and don't do shady crap. 
and yeah, you're done. Yeah, 50 bucks a month and stop, stop putting ROMs online. Now they're saying you need to destroy everything. We're, now they're going to be looking at him hard. That's the stupid thing. I mean, yeah, it just it boggles the mind of what were you thinking? Although he did start that site and sat there and thought, hey, if I allow people to stream this for free, I'll never get caught. I mean, it, this is probably actually the cost of a, a VPN connection for him, which he probably should have had, but whatever. Right. Sponsor um, a child in Africa for less than a dollar a day. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I feel horrible for laughing at that. Too. Oh, man. Oh, that's bad. Oh, bravo. Bravo. That was a fantastic joke. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> for less than a dollar a day you too can keep nintendo oh geez oh look at that john john jay is having a five times ipa yeah uh 17 percent. yep oh cool. oh he upped it from the last one yeah oh good god he he started with a twelve and a half percent, and he goes, "That's already higher than your barley wine." Like, how was that? He had a twelve five IPA. Well, we were talking in chat of oh, what's the biggest stuff we have, and I said I got it. My highest is a twenty one point five. Yeah, that's what I got. So I think he said he. I think his is this right here. Yeah, uh, I so. think I've got an eighteen five right now. I think is the highest yeah. that I have in stock. So I, I'd have I'd have I, to double check. I'm still on the lookout for uh, the Sam Adams. Is that what comes up? Maybe next year or the year after that. Um, What's that? That, that Sam Utopia. Oh, yeah. The Utopia. Yeah. You know what? I think we need to get one this year. Well, I think we need it because we were we were very very close. You were you were in your other your in laws house. Yeah. Uh, so a year and a half ago. Yeah, eighteen months ago. Uh, yeah. yeah, and because uh, we were all going to split it. Yeah. And it was still like forty bucks a person, <laughs> and that was a deal. Like, I know it was forty bucks. Forty a bucks for a four ounce pour. Yeah, it was forty for a four ounce pour. Mm -hmm. Ten bucks an ounce. <laughs> uh, and we had to uh, drive up to Vancouver. Yep. Which, yeah, I, I was gonna do it. Yeah. But, uh, it just it just didn't work out for some reason. It yeah. didn't work out. No, I, I think uh, yeah they sold out before we we yeah. were like all right. I think because we're all trying to confirm. All right, yeah. here's the price. Yeah. Here's yes, 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 yes. And yes, by the uh, time the, the last out. yes came in, it was gone. Yeah. Yeah. We had one in reserve, but it was that day only, and and that day yeah. ellipsed, and they sold it. So. Yeah. So. Uh, no, I, I'm, I'm um, hoping... Yeah, Sam Adams Utopia is a fun one because it's typically around twenty six percent. It it's yeah. a pretty high. It, it's the highest or one of the highest beers that you can get. In America, um, yeah. It, it, well, it's one of the highest in America that you can get. Right. I know there's a lot higher ones in Europe, but that's the problem. They're all in Europe, yeah. and they don't, they won't ship that high. Yeah. Overseas. Yeah. Because I think there's uh, regulations against flammable materials. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh no. Exactly. Yeah. It's like seventy three percent. Yeah. Uh, uh, or sixty three. I think. I think it's like sixty three percent. Yeah. Is the world highest or something around that? Yeah. But. Uh, but yeah, I think for America, the Utopia for it, within the state, it, it's among the highest beers. It's in top five at least. Yeah. Top five. At least. Um, so yeah, it's typically a beer that's around twenty six percent. It's a yearly release by Sam Adams, um, and I think it's by year. You actually. you actually cannot get it in the state of Oregon because Oregon yeah. has a twenty percent cap on beer sales. 
Uh, yeah. And and as as free and loose as our as our beer laws are, like we're not all that restrictive here. You you can't buy a beer between midnight and seven a.m. Uh, you can't buy alcoholic beverages between midnight and seven. Um, and that's about it. Uh, we do have state-run liquor stores, but the liquor yeah. stores, it's pretty much like everything goes. Like, you can buy anything you want at a liquor store. Um, and the prices are still fairly reasonable. And again, we don't have yeah. sales tax in Oregon, so we're still paying less so, than some places anyway. Um, yeah, I know. There, There's always talk of like, oh, just go to Costco and, well... Just drive up to Washington and... and well, no, it's still cheaper here in Oregon. Right, it's still cheaper here in Oregon to get a handle of whiskey instead of driving to Vancouver and, and getting, you know, the Kirkland whiskey or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, it... it um, you know, I, I mean, uh, it is it is what it is, but yeah. but that twenty percent beer cap is I, is the one that 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 we struggle with because yep. there's there's some some meads and and some some high end beers that that eclipse that twenty percent mark, and yep. and people like me and John chase those. Oh yeah, <laughs> so, no. I I will state I might have broken the. Rules? Uh, I think we're past the statute of limitations at this point. All right. Yeah, so, so yeah, so yeah. I had to technically lie on my, on my tablet. Trust me, it, it, it's a watered down Vikings blood. <laughs> yeah, so it's, a, it's a watered down me. It's fine, guys. And I put it like nineteen point nine. <laughs> yeah. When it was when it no, was I think like you listed at nineteen seven. Yeah, it was twenty one yeah. five or twenty two. Yeah. Yeah, and so <laughs> so yeah, he had a twenty two on tap at one point. Yeah. But I could, but I couldn't tell everyone that that's it what it was. Good. It was good. Oh god. oh god! I think I had someone at one time buy a pint of it, and it was like a hundred dollars for them. Yeah. And he spent five hours there drinking it. Uh huh. And I was like, Yeah, you're gonna need that. You're you're still calling an Uber. Uh, he well, he like like lived down the block, so he walked to the bar. Okay, and, okay. And walked, but so uh, oh, he was so, yeah, in, he was in one of the condos right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. So it went, I, I know so the guy. I know the guy. He was yeah. he was a regular. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, that was the only reason we even did that. Yeah. And um, he's like, he's like, yeah, I got like, I don't, I I got really really happy that night, and he's like, for some reason, that was the best best feeling I've ever had with any kind of alcohol because. It just made him feel so good. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I, well, I will say, I, I, I had a four ounce of that, and and it still took me like four hours to go like, okay, I can drive home now. Yeah, well, yeah, no, it's 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 like a, that's a powerful stuff. Man, <laughs> yeah. You can remove ah. paint at twenty percent. Yeah, we know. <laughs> 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 I, I, I'd pour some meat on the wall and I'd be like, oh, I'm going to lick this off too. I'm right. <laughs> stripping my paint. Y you and Santa. <laughs> I still see him around from time to time. Uh, what's really fun oh, is, yeah. is uh, he delivers to the pizza place that's right next door to my mailbox. And so I'll, I'll see his ambulance parked out front uh, probably once a week. <laughs> All right. What Less, if you're watching, what's up? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I uh, yeah, it was uh, the the Christmas in July stuff. Oh, up, oh that like, was you know, so much in, fun. In in history, uh, you know, Facebook history, yeah, and four years ago. 20... Yeah, oh god, that broke my heart. I know. God, God. But John, you need to quit and just commit to the bar. 
because no. it would work. You wouldn't make as much money, but you'd be so much happier. Probably. I mean, it was so much fun. It was. I, it, it was a lot of work, but it, it's like a lot. You know when you have John, work, we could broadcast it's... live from your tap house every week. We could. We could. We could do we already, it. You already tried doing that one. <laughs> yeah. First, first, first episode. First of episode Talking of Talking Heads. Heads, live from Capital Tap Room in Salem, That's right. That's right. So, um... I, I tried doing yeah, and that, what, what's really funny fun. about that first episode is uh, is I had an intro planned. I had I had like what I wanted to say, and everyone knows how I struggle with the intro from time to time and and whatnot. That episode I started with "Welcome to shit." What was the name of the broadcast again? <laughs> <laughs> like gone. Um, I also found the HDMI capture card that I used to stream that, and it was a 720p Chinese knockoff that was like $18 because it was the only HDMI capture card that I could afford at the time. Um, <laughs> and I still have my camcorder that that was shot on, which was a... Was that a, Sony? No, it was a Canon... Uh, oh, yeah. Canon Vixia 600. That little, that little handheld little thing. handheld handycam, yeah. Yeah, like, did like 1080p 60 frames or something it like was, that? It was 1080i... So it did mm. it did 60 but it was interlaced. Um and uh AVC HD at like 23 megabit like it was not a gr it worked and it and actually uh I shot probably the first 25 or so episodes of craft computing on a handycam. Um because it was all I had and yeah it worked. I don't like those early episodes, but it worked. <laughs> <laughs> I know there are there are even early ones in your your house are like, oh, these are bad. Mm -hmm. These are bad. <laughs> There's a couple that you can't tell that I'm using a handy cam. There's a couple that you totally tell I'm using a handy cam. <laughs> like yeah. man, um, and it, it took well, me it took me until I moved into this house to get my lighting like dialed. Like I finally have the lighting. That I well, wanted. you got those those, those new uh, like soft lights and oh, everything. Yeah. Those are those look really every, even even when you did that, I noticed an upgrade. of like, oh, oh man, soft light is is that was a bigger nice. moving to the giant soft boxes was a bigger difference than buying a cinema cam because uh, yeah. I, I was shooting on a Fuji XT3 for a while, uh, which is a phenomenal 4K camera. Uh, it does 4K 60 FPS, clean HDMI output, so you can record to like an Atmos Shogun or something like that, uh, Atmos Inferno. You can get, uh, not raw, but you can you can record in like 60 FPS ProRes on it, and it's phenomenal. Um, and I upgraded to a Zcam E2, which is a 4K Micro Four Thirds cinema camera. And while it was still an upgrade from the Fuji, even even going APS-C down to Micro Four Thirds, because the the cinema cam you just have more control over, uh, and better log profiles. It was still like just not quite what I wanted, and 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 I realized up to this point I'd only been spending like hundred and fifty dollars on lighting, and so I finally went, you know what, I'm gonna invest in lighting, and so I bought like seven hundred dollars worth of lighting, and I don't even remember the models that I. Bought, but I bought two 60 watt single single cell LEDs uh, mm. with soft boxes on them, and man, the transformation was immediate and probably the biggest jump in quality in my channel. Um, and you can see that about eight months ago. 
yeah. Well, and also you got the addressable backlighting too, which is really yes. Nice too. Uh, well, I started. I that's that's been a multi-phase project. Uh, so as soon as I moved into the studio, I ran some track light uh, conduit, and mm -hmm. and I had some Amazon special uh, GU10 track light fixtures that were RGB uh, Wi-Fi enabled. And I would plug those in and and I could shoot some color behind me. Although the color was too far forward because of where I mounted the track light. And so my hair would often end up the same color as the background. Not the biggest deal in the world, but it, it bugged me. Uh, and then I I decided, uh, I watched a, a uh, DSLR video shooter, thank you, Caleb, shout out to you, uh, video on some uh, essentially like DJ uh, RGB lighting uh, meant for like live shows. And he goes, it works great in video. There's no flicker. Uh, and you can use like this cheap DMX controller and do whatever you want. And I went, cool. So I bought six of those lights. I bought a DMX controller and uh, I got nothing but flicker in video. Uh, oh, yeah. and, and it's because I shoot at 30 or 60 instead of 24. At 24, there's no flicker at all. But I'm not recording cinematic. I'm recording for YouTube, so I record at 2997. Yeah. Uh, and uh, flicker shows up. Yep. And, uh, and so as much as I love Caleb, uh, I, I took his advice on that one, and that's one that burned me a little bit. It was, it was like $220 for everything that I bought. And it's like, oh, that one hurts. Now, yeah, you're like, oh, I'm hoping that's gonna fix it, and it didn't. And, and it didn't. Like, like I wanted clean backlight, but unless the backlight was at a hundred percent, which blew it out completely based on my exposure settings, um, it would flicker. And I went, ugh, ugh, Caleb, you let me down. I mean, I still love <laughs> you, but you let me down. Um, so I finally, uh, my backlights now are a pair of. Uh, uh, GVM, great video maker. They're one of the, the less expensive brands that you can find on Amazon. Not Niwer. Uh, don't buy Niwer. Stop buying Niwer stuff. Just stop. Watch Epost Fox's video on the green screen backdrop if you need to know why you need to stop buying Niwer stuff. Uh, but I bought some uh, great video maker stuff, which they make some pretty great panels. I actually use their their LED panels as my primary lights for a long time. Uh, but I went, you know what, if they're good for my primary lights, they'd probably be good for my backup lights too. And so I have soft boxes on the two lights above me and they're Bluetooth controlled and they can sync together, which is awesome. So I don't have to control each light individually. And I can change yeah. whatever color I want. I can change brightness, saturation. They can do a whole bunch of different effects. And I think these were like 240 all, all told, like for both lights Total? and the soft boxes and everything else. And they're full oh, RGB nice. spectrum. And, yeah. and they do, and they're, and I mounted them just slightly farther back and put the soft box on them with a reflector pointing out. And they do a phenomenal job of coloring my backdrop without coloring me. And that's exactly what I wanted. I, I wanted okay. a multi-purpose set where I could still be the primary light and everything else behind me is something else. And yeah. you can see my hand, if I put it out here, yeah. it's colored. It's, it's and right here, it's what, back what, to normal. Like yeah, color, your chair. Normal. Any, anything color, behind your normal. chair is great. Right. You know, or... So there's a line in my studio. It's like, I film from here forward, 
and I am properly lit and exposed and, and I have proper shadows on my face and, and everything looks great because of the new, uh, I'm still drawing a blank on the names of the, like I've been doing this whole tangent because I wanted to remember the names of the lights that I bought and I can't remember. Uh, but these lights were about $300 a piece and then it was about another $200 in accessories. So I spent close to $800 on my current lighting setup. Uh, but holy crap, they're wall mounted. One of them's wall mounted on an arm that is adjustable in and out and, and height adjustable as well. And then I have another one that's permanently mounted to the ceiling, but it's, it's a uh, pivot adjustable pivot and tilt. Um, so I have one that's three axis and one that's two axis adjustable and they've been amazing. They look freaking phenomenal. Um, this one has a honeycomb on it and this one has a soft box on it. And they have been night and day difference in the quality of my videos. Uh, so an $800 investment into lighting, I guess close to a thousand with the, the GVM lights as well. But that was a such a bigger upgrade to my video quality than a $2,000 cine cam with a thousand dollars worth of glass. Yeah, so, that's the thing. Well, I mean, that's what they always say is lighting is always way better than your glass. Or, I mean, yeah. Glass does matter, but if you have crappy lighting, if you have crappy lighting and good glass, it's worse than okay glass and really good lighting. Yeah, I mean, you can literally probably use your cell phone as long as you have good lighting. Mm -hmm. You can make it look like you have really good camera cinematography. Now that could be that overblownness, but yeah, I'm not saying that's what you have. But you know, those typical yeah. YouTubers that has a hard shadow and yeah. like blue, you know, purple, whatever. To where are you calling lighting, out Gerald Undone? No, shut up. Quiet. I wasn't trying to name drop, man. Gee. Oh, that was funny. <laughs> Love uh, you, Gerald. <laughs> I mean, I'm a sub, but I'm not saying my lighting is good either, but I'm not that big. So just saying, man. Um, I have so, to, I have to have drinks with him, like yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was trying to be kosher. All um, the good lighting and the purple, like yeah. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, it, it it does. It's a struggle to lighting is is a it's just as big of a struggle as yeah. you know your camera angles, your glassware, your settings. It's it's being a YouTuber in general or a cinematographer of. Yeah film or anything it's not just hey i plug it in and play and shook up my whatever beer tech makeup it's well know, it's not just I'll, I'll 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 say yes and also no because yeah, well, that... at the same time i also started with two uh cfl housings and a softbox and and a canon cine cam or a canon handy cam uh and in total, I was into it like 350 bucks. Oh, no, no, I get that. And, well, saying... and it still worked. And I still got oh, yeah. some views. And in fact, mm -hmm. I went to 40,000 views. Or no, I went to 10,000 uh, subscribers before I upgraded. And, and the upgrade was still just out of pocket because I wasn't making crap on, on YouTube until, uh, until almost like 40,000 subscribers. Well, what what I was trying to say is, if you want to up your game, you will spend probably more of your time learning how to do lighting yes. than you would need to upgrade equipment and even cheap lighting. You even like you were saying earlier that you know you can go and spend 
150 bucks, even $99 for the umbrellas. Yeah. But if you know how to use those and some cheap LED lighting in the background or whatever, yep. it may take you some time to set up that shot. Yep. But if you, once you do it three or four times, you learn how to set that shot up, mm-hmm. your cinematography will look way more rich and um, powerful. And you can still even just use your cell phone. <laughs> Quite honestly, here's what I'd recommend to new YouTubers. This right here. This is the Elgato face cam. I, I picked one of these up just to test out. Um, and honestly, I am very impressed. Uh, this is probably gonna go to Steve. Uh, because mm-hmm. out of everyone, he has the worst camera because I gave Brett a good camera and, and Steve is working on like a 2014 Dell laptop. So Steve is probably gonna get a webcam upgrade and he doesn't even know it yet. Um, but, uh, this camera is pretty solid and it's 199. It's not that bad. If you want to go no. a little bit higher end, you can get like a a Sony uh RX RX100 Mark III will do clean HDMI output and get yourself one of the Cant links. Get yourself one of the USB HDMI capture cards that you can pick up on Amazon for about 15 bucks. Um yeah. There's a certain number of them that do a phenomenal job. Uh, and if I think about it, I'll put a link down in the video description so you can get the right one. Uh, but that's the next upgrade. You can pick up an RX100 Mark III or higher. Uh, they started about $300 on eBay and then 20 bucks for the, the capture card. And that'll get you 1080p, 60 frames per second with autofocus and phenomenal image clarity. Um, I'm actually using a Zcam E1, which was uh, Zcam's first entry into any kind of photography market uh, as my primary camera because I can mount it with a four-thirds lens, which I have adapters for. And so what's actually mounted on here is a uh, Tokina 11 to 16 f2.8 with a speed booster. <laughs> and it does amazingly well. And that camera was like, gosh, I think I paid 240 bucks for this camera. Uh, now it's being captured by a Blackmagic deck link, which cost me like $600. Uh, and the lens- Well, you had that camera since a while though. Uh, uh, I, I just bought this less than a year ago. Uh, that I've been using Fuji? this one. No, uh, I, sold, no, no. I sold the Fuji. I sold the Fuji to help pay back the, uh, the Cinecam. Because oh, okay. uh, the Cinecam was $3,300 uh, all, all in because I needed accessories for it and that kind of thing. Like the Cinecam was like two grand, but then it's like $1,300 to make it work. <laughs> you got to buy all the additional parts. Yeah. Like, Here's it, the camera. It, it's None a brain and a sensor. Oh, I, I need to buy my own screen. Like it's that kind of camera. <laughs> yeah. So um, I regret nothing on that camera. Although I'm a little irritated now because the, the A7S three and the uh, uh, the FX3 from Sony, like, oh, they got me. Oh, I, the FX3. They, they, they got I, me looking over, going. Even even I was like, Christmas, my my birthday anniversary and Christmas. Can I combine the three somehow? <laughs> and then I got some money for if I don't buy beer for a couple months. Now, John, I will say, I get it. Um. <laughs> the the ZV not the ZV one but Sony just came out with an APS-C version of the ZV one with 
the same mount that you have for your lenses um, that doesn't suffer from overheating issues and God, I know. takes similar batteries and records from zero to infinity and has way better autofocus and is $699 body only. Ooh. Right? That's not bad. Right. Uh, That's only like a month of my beer budget. Right. Um, and I'm looking at that camera if we ever get to cover live events again, because yeah. I already have the Sony 18 to 105 G master. Like I've got the perfect companion lens to it. Yeah. Um, and it has audio inputs and a, and an E-mount and, and it's APS-C and it records to infinity. Sign me the up. Like I already have all that stuff. And so adding that as a B cam or a mobile cam for me easy decision now i already have a zv1 and that's a phenomenal camera and it is my go-to if i'm holding something i've even snuck it in as my a cam a couple times and no one notices and it does 4k 30 mp4 but it's freaking amazing um but uh what's this about a 699 uh e-mount yeah uh hold on let me let me get you all an affiliate link. <laughs> now Jeff will be able to afford that camera. Yeah, right. Uh, the ZV-E10. Let me find the uh, the body. There we go. Well, I'll just give you this Amazon search. Here, how's that? Uh, let's go oh, back yeah. to live streaming. Yeah, 680, 689. Yep. Uh, so there's your your link. I'll post it twice just for the heck of it. Uh, I love the ZV-1, as Scott will attest to in the chat. The ZV-1 is an incredible point-and-shoot camera. I never thought I would love a point-and-shoot camera again. And that's coming from someone who the last point-and-shoot camera that I loved was probably the Canon A85 dates me uh yeah uh i mean there's the the uh s2is from canon there's the nikon z4 which was an interesting one but like all these cameras are like circa 2004 2004 2005 like that's where that's where point and shoot was at its peak so yeah, there's a reason I don't love point-and-shoot cameras. But the ZV-1, holy crap. Uh, I don't need an SLR anymore because I take the ZV-1 for photography, vlogging, video, on-the-go, everything. And it's freaking amazing. The, the ZV-E10 is a ZV-1 with an APS-C sensor and an E-mount lens. It's the same camera with a bigger sensor and the same image quality. Right. 698 bucks. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, I might, I might uh, get me one of them. Right. Uh, like I'm thinking about selling my ZV-1 and picking one of those up so I have a, a competent camera to hook my 18 to 105 to. Um, yeah. And that will be the camera that we take places. Like 
If I buy one in the next month, it's going to be what we use to broadcast live from San EM Brewing on September 8th for episode 200 of Talking Heads. So if you are in oh, the you... greater Salem area. No, I, yep. I announced it last week. Oh, did we? Yeah. Oh, uh, I, I must not have been on there. Yeah, okay. no, I announced it last week. If you are in the greater Salem slash Portland area, we will be broadcasting live from San EM Brewing in Salem, yep. Oregon on September 8th. We'll probably be showing up around 7 p.m. Show starts at 8 o'clock. Uh, you can drink, you can eat some phenomenal food and watch us fish and live. Chips, baby. Fish and Oh, oh God. good I'm, God. Yeah, I'm Beer ordering, battered fish I'm and chips. Down, I'm ordering a pint mm. and fish and chips. That's, mm. that's the first order I'm going to do. I don't care if are, I've already had dinner. I'm ordering John, that. John, are they making their, are, do they have their Kolsch on tap right now? That I don't know. I don't know of that. Oh, but, man. Uh, Pirate Stout is still available. Pirate Stout's available. Uh, They've also got their uh, standard the, IPA. They've also got... Yeah. Um, can you call your guy and say if you can brew some Kolsch, have it ready for me? Because <laughs> yeah. fish and chips and Kolsch. Like, yeah. Mm. Yeah, we, we, were, uh, we were looking at a couple of breweries and... Um, we were like, hey, let's do this in Salem. And, oh, we got some contacts. I was like, hang on. I got this. Tap, 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 tap. Hey, can we do this? Yeah, it's fine. Cool. We'll do it for you for free. Yep. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Matt. <laughs> yep. Oh, we got connections. We got connections. Yeah. We got connections. Like, so, like, but yeah. I, I know head... I know every head brewer in a 30-mile radius. <laughs> oh, I know. Well, that's... Uh, no, Novella Hub was uh, saying... Uh, his beer that he was having, I was like, dude, I literally have him on, on, on my phone. I, I know the guy that made that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> his name is Mike. It's like, um, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. No, um, Novella Hub says, is it weird? I looked at flights to PDX. No, that's not weird at all. No, it's not. No, uh, it's kind of rare that we get out into public these days. So, yeah. If you can get into PDX yep. and and get yourself a hotel room and come down to Salem and like yeah. we'll be broadcasting live Wednesday September eighth so, at eight p.m. I, I will state though we probably won't be doing the after show that day. They do close. They have a they do have a pretty hard yeah. They got a hard ten p.m. close. So they got a hard ten p.m. close. So so we uh, will be ending the show at nine fifty nine and be packing yeah. up in a hurry. Um, so. And I'm going to be taking an Uber home because I guarantee you I'm going to have three pints in those two hours. Probably, yeah. So, I'm pretty sure Steve and I will probably have to do the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's awesome is we can all Uber home from from there, though. Like, that's great. Not that far. Yeah, yeah it's awesome. <laughs> uh, in different times, I'd already have a flight. Yeah, I don't blame you. I could do it for 160 round trip. Uh, Reverend says he doesn't know about hotels. Uh, uh hotels actually are not that bad especially in salem you can get no uh, that airbnb it whatever you can airbnb you know. it at in fact right off i-5 we have like some 59 dollar a night hotels because salem is not exactly a tourist destination no it's not so um, especially in august august and yeah. september like we're we have the cherry festival we have the cherry blossoms uh and we have the tulip festival and that's about it. Dual festival gone, yeah. Yeah, but that's that's, that's coming gone. That that happens April through June. Oh yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Right now it's like harvest season for hops, and no one wants to be here but me. Oh yeah. Smells great. <laughs> Can I say that is the one thing I miss about number one living at my last house, and number two working full time and having to drive home at four forty five p.m. every single day. Uh. 
was where I used to live. I used to be able to bomb it through some back county roads in my 350Z Roadster. And I would pass some of the largest hop fields this planet knows. Uh, and good God, the smells that would come out of there as you're driving around oh. early September, you know, coming into fall. So you, you've probably actually never been to Crosby uh, Top Wire, have I've, you? I've been to Crosby, yeah. Oh, have you? Yeah. Okay. I, I've, I've been there one time. Uh, they they didn't have their tap room open, but I, I've I've walked through their their field before. So. Oh, okay. I was gonna say like we should we should go there because it's the uh, this the best the best it's place the out, all outside time and you're sitting year. and everyone's spread out. So and you're gonna need to be spread out too, just not because of everything else, but just you want that open space and it's really cool. It's dog and kid friendly. A little overpriced, about a dollar, dollar fifty overpriced and some stuff. But uh, it's the atmosphere is amazing. I mean, you're literally driving through hot fields to get through the parking lot. You're, you know, two blocks of hops, essentially. And then as you're sitting down, you're literally surrounded. You're in the middle of a hot field, the harvest field. So yeah. as you go and order the bar behind it, there's hops behind it. As you sit down to the left and to the right, to the front of you, there's hops around you. It's amazing. Can I just, Especially right now because it's all in harvest. Right. Can I just say that one of uh, the main thing that I was looking at when we were looking at buying a house uh, about 18 months ago was I was looking for property. I was looking for property specifically with multiple tax lots on it because yeah. I wanted to possibly build multiple structures. Uh, rental or whatever. Uh, so yeah. I wanted to rent out one or two and I wanted to have a facility for craft computing. So like my own stick built studio um, and generate income from the property as well. Now we ended up finding this house and this house is in an area that we've always wanted to to live in for like the last 10 years or so. And, and the price was right. And there wasn't a bidding war going on for this property. And it was like, it just fell into our lap and it's like, holy crap, this is perfect. Uh, and so we ended up buying this house. And while it's not necessarily perfect for, t for, for craft computing, it's also a great location for craft computing because hopefully in the spring, I will be cutting the roof off of my garage and building like a 900 square foot studio up above it. There you and go. that'll be my new studio. Anyway, one of the properties that I went and toured uh, was, um, I'll just say it, it was out in Silverton, uh, near Silverton. It wasn't in Silverton, okay. it was near Silverton, uh, smaller town around that area. Um, and it backed up against a 200 acre hop farm. <laughs> <laughs> and so literally my backdrop from my studio would have been hops growing. Hops. And it's like, I need this property. I need oh, to have I it. Know. Well, you know, it's so funny because we were. Uh, it, we it was were... it was a it was a sale that had three tax lots and it literally backed oh. up to the urban growth boundary and there was nothing but hop farms behind it. It was like, oh, oh. it was perfect. Yeah, no, I I uh, I had two I properties looked, like that that got bought out from under me. Uh, yeah. I looked at a property today and um, because uh, my in laws live at at the farm and we're like you know this place this particular house is starting to outgrow so we're just like casually looking yeah yeah and there there was one today and it was it said salem but really it was it was brooks 
Yeah. It was right off the exit. Oh yeah. And the the front and so you know so you go down and you pass the gas station. I and there's a, I think I a, know the house you're talking about. And there's a stop sign and then you go a little bit further down. Yep. You, you, it's a two story house, but it's got this big shop. It's got a thirty six uh, by thirty six shop. Yep. Yep. In front of it is hot fields. And yep. I was like, I know the I house you're that. talking about. I need that um, house. So there, and I there, want that studio. Not that house, but if you turned left, there was a property that was over an acre uh, yeah. that was for sale about a year and a half ago. That that was a, that backed up against that same hop field from the yeah. other side. Oh god! <laughs> um, oh, it so. Had a forty-two by twenty-five shop, I believe, oh, on that god. property, and and I totally looked at that one too. I know. I was just like, I don't, I don't really like the house. Oh, the weirdest thing. Okay, so the weirdest thing though was I'm, I'm doing the 3D tour, you know, on Zillow or whatever the real estate agent. Yeah. But uh, uh, you go into the master bedroom, and they knock the the bathroom wall out. So the tub, the, there's a jacuzzi tub, a soaking tub in the middle of your room with no wall, and and then there's the sink. And the toilet, and there's no yeah. door between any of that. It's yeah. just all. I was like, "Why would you do this? Who? Who's this? What?" Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> Novella Novella Hub actually brought up another property that we were looking at. Uh, so this was this was actually about two years ago, back when we were like first searching. Uh, we looked at a property. Uh, You'll know it if you head south from the area that I currently live in. There's a highway that connects down to uh, City A and City B that are like the same city along the same road. I know that. I know the city you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, It it butts up to an airport. I know that. Okay. 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 Uh, There was a property for sale on the municipal airport. Uh, So, yeah, that, that airport is municipal. Uh, it's really? supported by the it. community and and it's a homeowners association. And so every single house that. that's for sale within that community also comes with an attached hanger. <laughs> so you had you had essentially uh, an air airstrip access? Yes. Yeah, you you had tarmac <laughs> access and a- your own air, hanger. Aircraft computing. <laughs> um so so <laughs> Perfect. Uh, it was a 2,500 square foot house and it was beautiful. It was beautiful inside and out. Uh, you had almost a half acre of total property there. Uh, and attached to your property was also a 2,500 square foot hangar with doors on both sides. Um, so, and and your back door would open to a tarmac that was a, a taxiway to the runway. Um and you could fly out. And so it's not a gated community per se, but it it's 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 a ritzy community in that particular area. And uh we were looking at the house and the house was only like 270,000. Now this was 2 years ago. Yeah, that's a lot. Um and and yeah, Oregon prices have skyrocketed since then. Like that same house is like three seventy five today. I know um, it's ridiculous. But but we were looking at that property and we were like, I'm kind of ready to make an offer. Like like I'm interested. There's some cool stuff here. <laughs> As I mentioned, it was part of a homeowners association, and the homeowners association also maintains and fully staffs the airport. 
your HOA dues were $600 per month. Whoa. Month. You get a hangar that tarmacs Whoa. to the airport. Uh, so, that, so if you happen to own a small, lightweight aircraft, like, could you think of a better situation? Well, yeah, I mean, I guess. But if, you had if you're that, if you're but... buying it for a house and a studio or a garage or something like that, six hundred dollars is is a, a month. Stretch. You're like, uh, I will tear up this driveway, sir. No problem. This tear my eh, now. I'm not part of it. Right, right. No, you know, you couldn't do. Can that. I do that? Yeah. yeah, I know. But it's like, even with that, we strongly considered it. Like we still thought about it long and That's hard a, because. Ooh, ouch, ouch. Yeah. Uh, like 2,500 square feet house, 2,500 square foot, fully paved, 100% flat garage, uh, through and through access. I mean, if you like cars, like, could you think of a better place to park, like a museum full of cars and things like that? Oh, no. Like, That'd be amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, $600 a month for an HOA. Oh, oh, that's that's that right there. That's insane though. Yeah. And yeah, I don't I'm I'm betting now that HOA has probably gone up. Oh, I I guarantee it. Yeah, so. Now, we did uh, have uh three other stories. Oh, Do you want to wrap I was just about to, I was going to say yeah. we're getting towards the end and I kind of promised one thing in yep, the notes I was, well, and I want to get ahead. to that. So, right. let's just say that uh case of Bonita we all know it. You all know it. You all show. love it. If if you recognize the name, there's a good reason for that. It's because it was featured in an episode of South Park um, to some uh, kind of... Like season three, season four. Yeah, but yeah. early on, Casa Bonita was, was mentioned by South Park, uh, made fun of through and through. And and the company hasn't done all that well through through 2020 and 2021, and so the company came up for sale, and Trey and Matt decided to just buy it outright. Basically, yeah, that that's uh, it, it basically what it was was the 2020 stuff that came up, sales declined, and like a lot of businesses that just happened because like a of a lot of restaurants, like a lot of tap yep. houses, and that just that just happened. It, it sucks. No matter what, it sucks. We gotta go get past it, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. And but luckily, because South Parkers, South Park has always had that uh, kind of uh, joke, running joke with Colorado. Yeah. Even though the studio is not based in Colorado, they even if anyone knows South Park, there's a whole episode dedicated to it. It is a funny, fantastic episode. <laughs> um, but so, I still remember Trey, that episode. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Trey and Matt decided when it went up for sale, they said, hey, we have to save this place. Yep. And they did. Yep. And I think that's awesome. And I, I, I hope, because South Park also just got renewed for, I think, another five seasons yeah. plus like 20 or like 10 movies. Yeah. Something like that. Uh, but they're like, not movies. They're like, they're going to be Special, yeah, they're going to be one-hour Comedy Central specials. One-hour Comedy, um, uh, yeah. But, so, but I mean, I mean, South Park is is making a run at like Simpsons as far as longevity. I think like number two, yeah. Did, didn't they start in '98? I want to say Simpsons started in '89. '89, and, so. and South Park, I want to say, started in '98. But outside of the Simpsons, there's not another 30-minute comedy nope. or or otherwise Animated. show. Yeah, animated other you know sitcom whatever that has made it 
20 plus years. Like, no. like eight is kind of like the outstanding record. If you look at like Seinfeld eight. and Frazier yeah. eight, and, eight, and eight and nine is like Will and Grace you, you, and things like you that. Made like, it. If you your legendary status at eight and nine, right. your Netflix to be streamed for years, right. you know, right. Like um, like the greats made it eight yeah. maybe nine years at most like like yeah. you're talking about the creme de la creme about uh, about like modern age sitcoms, uh, twenty three freaking seasons no I think it's twenty five seasons and they just signed yeah. up through thirty, yeah. um it's insane and but yeah so Casa Bonita filed Chapter Eleven bankruptcy uh came up for sale and and the debtors were or uh, creditors were looking to uh, collect on on Casa Bonita's debts, and Trey and Matt just said, "You know what? Screw it. Let's own a restaurant." Yep, franchise too. Done. Technically. Yeah. Yep. So for nine hundred million dollars, like all I mean, yeah, that's nothing. Can you imagine having probably. that kind of scratch going? Yeah, we can own a restaurant. All right. Well, I think I think I wouldn't be surprised if they're all going to start getting little themes inside of these restaurants. You know, there's a little Cartman over here yeah. type of a thing. You know, yeah. a little Cartman statue on top of the the cliff divers. Yep. Or, uh, or I'll mention every other episode case. or a sign in the background to South Park. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, you know, it's a match made in heaven. It really is. And, and then you think that at the same time too. Now they have the rights to the name, so they can use it more and more and more in their uh episodes uh vip really, says family guy uh not so fast my that friend part, because no. uh family guy debuted was, in 99 uh and was uh, done for how long three seasons they were then yeah, canceled uh twice actually uh so they were canceled after season two they got picked up by another network who carried them for one season and then they canceled them again and then they didn't pick them back up i believe until 2008 and yeah. so there was a five-year gap in between. Uh, and they like to joke about they've been canceled at least twice. Uh, and that's just by by the providers, not by social media. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, Family Guy only has like 12 seasons. Like, it's I good. Think there are like, it's like up 15, there. But yeah. But I mean, some of the recent ones are just like, it, it, it just seems repetitive, repetitive, oh, and, repetitive. Uh, Simpsons too. I I, I will seasons. say there is a clear and distinct border in which Seth MacFarlane is no longer interested or no longer a primary writer in a particular project because yeah. Family Guy, the first three seasons are amazing. And then when they came back, he was already doing American Dad. And American Dad through the first four or five seasons is also freaking amazing. And then it yeah. kind of goes off the rails. And Cleveland Show is good for like two seasons and Cleveland show ran for five and the last three were crap uh, because he started getting movie deals and a million ways to die in the West and started working on the Orville and things like that. Orville's, good, and yeah. Orville's really good and a million ways I to die in the West. But you can always tell when he drops out, when the creative talent drops out and, and other people kind of pick up the slack because Seth MacFarlane is a comedy genius, but the people he hires aren't necessarily that. No, they, they seem to recycle everything. Like, yeah. oh, that worked in, in season three. Let's double the amount of those okay. type of jokes. Okay, I'm going to stop you there. We have eight minutes. I'm skipping the last two stories. Lower deck spoiler okay. cast. Okay, fine. Anyways, hang on really quick. 
So Hasbro released a 35th anniversary edition of Aliens Gun. So you can go and buy that. That's right. Uh, Nerf Gun. Nerf Gun. If you if you ever want to go and be a Simpsons fan, just like what we're talking about, and you want to be a Ned Flanders, there's a whole band that's actually Ned Flanders. Adidas has a shoe for you. They have partnered, and they come out with a Ned Flanders shoe. Now, Lower Decks. Lower Decks. Just if you have not seen season, season two. two, episode one, turn it off now. I will not blame you in the least we are going to yeah. spoil episode one but here we go um first off let's just talk the new intro because the intro is completely redone it's the same is scene it? it is it's the same scenes but it is completely reanimated and re re uh, okay. rendered yeah I, I, okay, that's what I was like. Oh, there are added elements. It's it's slightly yeah, different yeah. It's camera angles. It's looking, slightly different colorization. It's it, it. I I noticed that as it's as a higher a, budget. I noticed that, but I was like, okay, there's no new scenes added. Right. Um. So you, you now have like a Klingon ship being destroyed in the board in the fight board, with yep. the Romulans, whereas before it was like four Romulan bird of prey, and they're like shooting each other, and then the Cerritos like bugs out of there. Now you yeah, have it, like a Breen ship and a couple of Klingon bird of prey flying through, yeah, and there, the Klingon explodes before. Ones, yeah. Like all of a sudden, we have a little bit bigger budget for some certain things, and uh, that was one of the first things that I noticed. Now, uh. Let let's start at the very beginning. Let's start at uh, at Mariner's holodeck training program. Oh yeah, the the the, the TNG references galore. Oh the T the yeah the TNG Cardassian prison camp. Yes, essentially her so cardio good. workout. <laughs> so I I enjoy. What do you that do to scene. work out? Cardassian prison camp? Well, yeah. What do you do? Yoga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I hate that Andorian. <laughs> <laughs> so good so that i love that scene and then as she's running out um i forget the character's name the, the, the guy's Boimler? name Boimler, yeah, yeah. uh yeah uh, he, he's stuck in the chain yeah. and he's like don't make them point lights at me again <laughs> <laughs> don't make them point lights at me again and then she goes screw you you abandoned me you're just gonna leave me here i know i'm a hologram but i still have feelings and, yeah. and she's holding a Cardassian hostage and, and the Cardassian goes, you're leaving your friend behind? That's cold. <laughs> <laughs> he yeah, abandoned that, that me. Whole, I'm just doing the same thing. The, the whole first scene, I really like. Yeah. I really like. Yeah. Um, intro went through. The rest of the episode, though... Uh, uh, so so let's start at the beginning. So, so we okay. know episode 10, the season finale of episode 1, uh, that Mariner and, and Captain Beckett uh, kind of came to an accord. So their mother-daughter combo, one's a captain, one's an ensign. Uh, so they kind of came to an accord that, you know what? I can't, I, I, I want to do more things than I can as a captain. And you're the one who kind of gets things done. And as a captain, I have to like throw you in the brig for, for breach of protocol and things like that. But tell you what, I'll go easier on you if you can get things done. And Mariner says, okay, cool. Yeah. And, we'll and so work we, together. let's work together instead of against each other. And rah, rah. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. kind of like a, a, a warm, cozy moment. Uh, well, we, we get to see the early, uh, or rather the late uh, effects of that, where they're both sick of each other. Uh, so the captain's log opens with like Mariner is taking so much liberty and and God I just can't stand her anymore and she's just been a pain in my ass with all these these side missions and 
like like I don't know how much how much more I can take. And yeah. uh so uh Mariner decides that she wants to pressure wash some alien ruins from a second contact mission they're on, so maybe they'll clean up their downtown a little bit. How, yeah, how so that, yeah, how noble. It sounds great. Although I do love there's a joke in there of their um uh you know their call number. Yeah. I kinda like I kinda like that. The, so the, it is the, the first officer is there and Ransom. they have to Yeah. yeah they have to uh, assign their call number. Mm -hmm. And they're sitting there, we're like, well, I don't like this. Oh, this one's a really good, cool ah, that sounds too much like my ex-girlfriend's right. number. That's my ex-girlfriend's number. I can't use that. <laughs> I can't use that. that call Numbers number. are like, very important to our race. Well, yeah, yeah, I understand. That's a great call, that, that, that's a great subspace channel. That's too close to my ex-girlfriend's. Yeah, it's like, it doesn't matter because we just say, hey, computer, Call so and so. Call so and so's oh. ambassador, and they'll connect you. Yeah. It's like, yeah, but, but uh, so, so so that's going on with ransom. All they have to do is choose a subspace frequency, and and they're good to go. Uh, and Mariner is doing her own thing, and Ransom's getting pissed off. And Mariner starts like you know pressure washing pressure this, washing, this building, yeah. and there's like this. I will say this beautiful. Uh, mural of a whale, likely from episode or uh, movie four uh, of Star Trek: The four. Voyage Home, yeah. uh, and she blasts off this this like round uh, orb at the top Fear. of yeah. uh, uh, of the the monument, the tower, whatever, and and all of a sudden this weird energy starts surging through it, and it strikes Ransom, and Ransom becomes a god. <laughs> Uh, which so, I thought was hilarious. Energy. Well, it was hilarious because they make a reference to, uh, uh, you know, the original Star Trek. Yeah. Uh, and it's both the original Star Trek and there's the DS9 episode where Bashir and, and O'Brien are trapped on the, uh, the planet with the storm that's incoming. And do you remember that one? That I don't remember an energy. It's, it's like a season two episode it, it's it's oh, oh yes 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 yeah the, there's the there's a storm god. coming and there's an energy yeah. god behind the whole thing and yeah and, yes, and yes, o'brien yes. and bashir have, have to become to... believers and think yes, yeah uh, yeah but it's all fake yes, yeah that one all of a sudden the curtain falls away and there's just a dude projecting his giant head like yeah, yeah we've all seen it uh so ransom becomes a god and he's pissed off because uh uh, the captain keeps giving preferential treatment to Mariner, even though Ransom's supposed to be the first officer. And so his giant head tries to eat the Cerritos. <laughs> yeah. Because his ego, he starts working out with everything. Yeah, he starts converting like, all their, their monuments into like workout equipment, like treadmills and, <laughs> and barbells. and <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and there there is a, there is a B story in here. Of the other, I already forgot the other Cindy. two crew members. Cindy. Yeah. Um. Uh. Uh. She wants to. What was the? What's the guy's name? Oh, don't don't do that. I know. I don't remember. Android that. dude. Android dude. Yeah, cyborg dude. Yeah. So so, she obviously has a crush on him, mm -hmm. and he's going out on a date. If you remember from season one, there was that he went on a date with someone. I believe it was like episode one or two. He he, he went and, on a date with a trill. 
Yeah. Um, and, and he goes, uh, yeah, it didn't work out. She didn't think it was weird that a red alert, uh, overrode the, the turbo lift in, in section 77 or something like, what are you kidding? Um, yeah. And but the whole episode in season one, it was then like battling through and they went through a lot of actually famous scenes. You can say I'm a believer. And then like, they even did like the whole spacewalk from first contact. Yeah. And, and went through everything. And so it was kind of, kind of fun on that one. Yeah. Where um, a virus takes over the whole ship and, and everyone's infected. Yeah. Type of an episode. Uh, so he goes back on a date with her. and How much flesh did I eat? Yeah. <laughs> Tilly sits there and thinks he's going mad because his, he's a cyborg, but his... his taste of change yeah yeah so so in the in the season finale he got his cyborg implant ripped out and then reattached and so he lost a lot of his long-term memory from uh the first year that he was on the cerritos and he didn't remember tindy anymore and she goes that's great we get to become best friends all over again yeah uh but uh he used to hate pears and now he loves pears and he didn't like like ensign what's her name and now he's dating what's her name and they're on their third date and rah and and he must be like he must Something's have this rare him. syndrome where his brain is going to like turn to liquid and ooze out through his nose yeah so there there's there's that plot while everything's going down the planet by the way all this Again, takes place in 22 minutes and it's amazing it is it is but i don't know this one i thought felt Forced. Kind of forced. It, it felt a little really, forced. It, it felt a, it felt forced. Um, but it, it it felt like a typical season opener. Unfortunately, like, it did. Like a lot of Morty's. I'm like, I mean, I can't wait for a Rick and Morty. And yeah. Like, the first episode, I was like, oh, that that feels forced. Yeah. Uh, and you're like, here's, waiting for here's season, what I'll, episode three. Here's what I'll like, say. Oh, it's good. I still somewhat enjoyed it. I still somewhat enjoyed well, it. There were there's some great. La- last scene was the best. Yeah. Last scene was the best. Oh, it was. Um, but. Yeah, I'm assuming there's a crew ready to take me away to the brig. Oh, I you you know me too well. Love you, oh, mom. No, I, I I was I was referring to the Riker scene. Oh the oh god, yeah. The we'll Riker get to that. Scene. We'll get to that in a minute. We'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> I, um, I mean, it's, it is close to the end. Yeah. So, but. so uh, this felt like to me, and let let's go back to Seth MacFarlane. This felt like. Season four, episode one, Family Guy. This oh, yeah. this felt like season six, episode one, American Dad. This felt like season seven, episode one, Futurama. Yeah. This felt like a show that had been canceled and was resurrected. And and was resurrected. Yeah. And here's what you expect of us, but we're gonna ramp everything to eleven, and the characters that are involved really don't matter. They're more just like vessels for the story that we want to tell, instead of telling stories through the characters. Yeah. Um, that's my big takeaway, and I hope the rest of the season isn't like that because season one I, was so freaking great. Oh yeah, I really I don't think it is. I mean, because some of the previews you can obviously Tindy I, I, Tindy was not crazy in the first. 10 episodes like she flirted with it with the uh like i'm i'm not a uh i'm i'm not a psychopathic next door girlfriend type thing right um yeah she wasn't a psychopathic next door girlfriend or or the the woman scorned she she was like the girl can can you can you quit calling me a slave girl because it's really offensive And, and, and she walked out of the holodeck like like that was tindy that was totally tindy to a t 
and and this one was like your your tindy turned up to 12 but not the tindy we knew uh rutherford rutherford was the name of the android rutherford thank you um, yeah that's it. uh and rutherford was rutherford and mariner was mariner yeah but it felt forced all the characters felt amped up a little bit too much and it felt forced and you all know what i'm talking about if if uh i'll i'll put it in this in this context and from someone who lived the family guy revival twice renewed oh yeah um so in family guy you have the chicken fight which is from season three of family guy you have uh, Death appearing a couple of times, uh, both in season God, two and season episodes, three. Yeah. Those are great episodes. Uh, um, but then you have episode four, or, or season four, episode one, which opened with uh, the Passion of the Christ to crucify this, which means the censors are no longer keeping us in check. And we're just going to explicitly say things that we want to be offensive just to get the views because we're being so offensive. We want people to talk about us just because we're offensive. Just because we're offensive. And there's really no plot sub point to it. And, and all of season four was exactly that. And, <laughs> and I How found it boring. Can we do? And I found it yeah. boring and repetitive and, and grotesque in some ways because it's, it's, it's always funnier to be clever instead of to be crude. And when you cross that line, which Family Guy and American Dad and Cleveland Show, so if you look at like Seth MacFarlane's legacy, they've all crossed that line at some point and they've all ended up either canceled or moved from Fox to TBS. Yeah. Um, and I kind of felt those vibes with season two, episode one. And I didn't expect to. And that kind of threw me for a loop. It, 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 and I'm know, hoping again, it's just episode one jitters. I, I think it's just episode one. I think we've seen a lot of this. And everyone everyone constantly compares this to Rick and Morty because it's similar animation. Similar art Not, style, but that's, but that's completely it. That's really different where, humor. It's, it's, it, it's yeah. quick. It's very quick humor. It's quick. And you have to know the source the material. Genre. You have to know the yeah, source exactly. material behind the jokes. What. And so it's where Rick and Morty, even now, some of the newer ones is like, okay, uh, there's some good ones, mm -hmm. but still. So um, there's like yeah, two good was... ones. Yeah, Don't yeah. get me started on season four. Yeah, it's not what that else? good. I mean, it, it, yeah, it's not that good. But uh, the, I didn't no, do a spoiler cast for Rick and Morty because holy crap, I was so disappointed. No, the last, the last season, um, the the one the. Uh, the the flat of acid, flat of acid. Flat of acid was pretty good, but they also they won an Emmy great. for it, um, and it was pimped so hard. In fact, the intro says the vat of acid episode, um, yeah. and it was, it was a great episode. It was really a great episode. There were still and and what I'll say is characters outside of their lanes, um, because. You look at the best Futurama and Family Guy and American Dad and 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 those types of, of episodes and and when they were great. And when they were great was when the characters were exactly who that character should be. And well, not just a vessel for a joke. 
I, I guess though you have to then ask, okay, do you want your character to always stay the same or do you want your character to evolve? I, I agree with characters story. evolving, but I disagree and, with characters acting the same way as every other character in the episode. Because um it, and and I see this I, I see this a lot with Seth MacFarlane, and it's because Seth MacFarlane cartoons are so popular and so successful. And and there's this switch that goes off where it it ended up it it stopped being at some point shut up Meg you fat overweight teenager yeah. and and it became Meg being the the lesbian prison bitch and like there was that okay we're past ten o'clock okay right there, there was that episode in <laughs> in season six I want to say uh, yeah and and there was American Dad. Uh, Gosh, I'm trying to think of a. Uh, can I be frank with you? With Francine wearing the CIA animatronic costume and getting her voice box broken and Stan beating the crap out of her. And like, Stan was totally not the blow Francine off to to be with no, the guys. He was, he, he was always the American. He was always the homebody, you know, the I'm homebody, here to support the, the housewife kind of thing. Yeah, and all exactly. of a sudden he's blowing off the housewife. It's like, that's not Stan. And yeah. and it's it's those kind of plot lines that that it's like throw the character's development the last six years out the window in sake of a joke. Well, although I will state that like uh, like with Rick and Morty, because yes, there's a lot of those episodes, but then they do throw a character development episode, especially like say the last one they did. Uh, I don't know if you saw it, but if uh, I haven't seen goes... any of season five, I'm kind of waiting okay, to download so... it all because I can only afford so much, so many subscriptions per month. Yeah, yeah. So, so the last um, again, it's most of season five is very much like that. Shut up, Steve. You know, yeah. <laughs> and um, the last episode though was pretty good because it, it, it's more character development of Rick and his feelings for people around him. Yeah. So um, there's that. But yeah, I do totally agree with you. There are I, episodes like that. But I, I, I saw but the I same I saw the same thing with Rick and Morty season four. Uh, I, yeah. I saw the same thing with all of a sudden Jerry being a vehicle for a joke other than the sniveling, whining, complaining oh, husk yeah. of no, a man that Jerry was, same, which was okay. funny. And all of a sudden he's like, comic relief to the serious situation and oh yeah like well eh. I, yeah I, I mean i see that but at the same time i i i do wonder if as you've been a show for so long you've learned like okay look to be a success we have to do x amount of episodes this way we have to do x amount of episodes this way to appease both fans they and you're never going to. You can, you can still write within a character's dimensions, though, and uh, and that's that's when shows lose. Every me. every every series other than Simpsons that we've ever talked about has been canceled, and then resurrected, and then redone. So you can't say that. Uh, oh, I South Park, South Park, and Simpsons. Are probably South Park the and only Simpsons two. haven't been canceled, but but Simpsons also but every, went through some growing, growing pains. Yeah, you all yeah, know exactly. season four and, through eight. You oh, yeah, all no, know it. Simpsons went through it and it was like, they should have been, but they were And then were like, sometime in season the... 12, Bart lost his virginity and holy crap, the internet broke. What little internet and, there was to break. Well, and then even even South Park, there's been like seasons of like, that was not a good season. Right. You know, of like, you that was just a horrible season. Right. 
And, and so there are times it does that, but other than those two shows, I, I, and I, every other show we're talking about has been canceled. Yeah. And, and, and what I will say is I agree with the ebbs and flows that you're saying with, with Simpsons and, and not every season can be the best season ever, yeah. but you compare season three to season four of Rick and Morty. Ugh. It's really hard to. Well, I mean, at the same time, too, it is. I'll put the vat of acid as the fourth best episode in season three. Well, it, like, I would, I would. It, are I we would being real that, here? Well, the thing is, though, too, at the same time, is between season three and season four, they're probably like, "Look, we're going to give you more leeway because they already pushed it. Let's see what we can do here, and let's experiment." And so, so we get I an think, orgasmic dragon getting high with Rick. I don't know. I will state we get Jesus first, Christ as our Lord and Savior to throw off the story, man. We get no, no, what I, yeah, that one. but the dragon one. I watched that the first time. Didn't care. For we it. we get the dumb the Ricks being time, shot out by the, the genetic the factory time. because he effed a planet. Like that one was stupid. I'm not done yet. Stupid. That's only three episodes. <laughs> I like, I like the dragon one. I, I in the end, I like. I the did dragon. not like the dragon one. The in snake the end, one like was okay. The, the snake one was fantastic. The snake one was okay because fantastic. Morty was still outside his lane most of the time. It was a fantastic episode. It wasn't even those characters. I wanted to pay Morty and to Summer the snake were character. not Morty and Summer in that episode. I don't, but I don't care. Snake jazz. It was a funny bit. I'll give you that. It's a funny. There's there's funny bits. Like like out of out of season four. Summer was the thing is though you can see an evolution between those characters of Morty and Summer because they're not even actual brother and sister because they reference that in season two. Right. And so they're not actually brother and sister, so they split. And Summer is constantly trying to get Rick's approval. Right. And so she's trying to integrate herself where Morty is starting to realize more and more and more how cynical and evil Rick actually is. So he's trying to distance himself. Yeah morally and you know what the best part of the snake episode was it wasn't it wasn't morty taking it upon himself to to send you know snake buzz aldrin back down into the atmosphere (laughs) which was hilarious um it was actually jerry with his floatiness (laughs) i guess i don't oh oh yeah i made jerry float boy unless he can screw up wearing shoes oh crap (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, and all of them spring to life and and no i i love the, the hey honey the is he's hanging from the 737 yeah. like that was no. the best part of snake jazz no the snake the snake jazz was like the best part was like terminator snake comes back with the horrible skin terminator snake save. murders <laughs> murders adolf hitler snake murders uh yeah oh, i love that no it wasn't a bad episode but compare that to any episode of season three yeah, I mean, like the interdimensional cable. Well, that was season one, but I mean, season one, season two. Interdimensional were cable season two gold. was amazing. We're gold. Yeah. And, Morty's and mind blowers of season three because they're doing that instead of interdimensional cable. I didn't like that one. I liked that one. I liked I Morty's like mind blowers. No, I didn't like that one. So, but, uh, but anyway. Think of this as uh, clips with, you never saw. <laughs> but with Lower Decks, this particular one did fall probably the most flat of every episode out now 
There were some good jokes in there, and especially the Riker joke. The Riker joke at the very the end. The Riker joke hit hit fantastic. And There's too much riffing and not enough drums. What does that mean? <laughs> and so that was that was great. Um, as a former jazz student, oh God, I laughed so hard. Oh, that no, I thought that was the best joke in the whole episode. But unfortunately, like that aspect it, we're going that, into the that, anomaly now and all of a sudden their minds start like merging oh, yeah, into one like, and riker's going i love this love job <laughs> yeah like that whole scene that's the best scene in the episode it really is it really is and i re i already know though within like probably the, uh, episode two by, by episode three he'll be back on the serrato they've already kind of teased it where he's back in his in his cerritos uniform and yeah. so, you know, and at some point, Boiler's coming back because he gets burnt out on the Titan or... Or, or it's too much for Whatever him. else. I'm yeah. betting I'm betting episode two really focuses on more of the Boimler thing. That's what I'm thinking, than it, too. Than it does on the Cerritos crew, which is not a bad thing. Um, no. Also, I cannot wait for the return of Tom Paris. I think we'll end with that. Yeah, no. Now, I will... That was, that was the other point I was going to make. The trailer, though, is pointing out some scenes that I think are going to be fantastic. Yes. I'm hoping they aren't just these one-off jokes, though. I, I really but hope they pay the off. Now, now two things that we... Th now, one thing that we thought we knew. We, we thought we knew Tom Paris was coming back, and we thought he was coming back in porcelain form only. We thought he was coming back as a plate. As it turns yeah. out, Tom Paris actually makes an appearance at some point in the flesh as Lieutenant yeah. Tom Paris, not just a hallucination Hallucin due to Boimler inhaling too many fumes on the Titan. Yeah, so there's that. I will say, actually, did you get to watch the trailer for um, what the, the Nickelodeon one? The oh, Prodigy? Greenway. Prodigy. Uh, apparently, Chakotay's uh, making an appearance on that, too. Yeah, yeah, I actually like the animation style. Yes, I do. I do as well. I, I like that animation style. I'm I know it is going to be a more kid friendly, you know, I think it's gonna not be Lord not X. like not, not Lord I think like Star Trek Rebels or something Star along Trek that Rebels? line. Or what was the Star, Star Trek Wars? Tribbles? Yeah, now that's an that's a series. The Klingon Tribble War. <laughs> that's that's a series I wanna see. Oh, but the uh, Star Wars Star Wars Rebels um, yeah, or Clone what, Wars. What Clone Wars. Yeah, I think it's going to be a lot more I, the anime, animation. more the anime Clone Wars kind of style. But I, yeah, well, I, this this animation is way better. Yes. but yeah. I think it's going to be that kid friendly. I think there'll be action because obviously they've already referenced it. From my understanding, it looks like it takes place in the distant future, and there is an abandoned prototype starship. Um, that they find in, say, a junkyard kind of sounds like Star Wars episode, what is that, six, seven, whatever, you know, A New Hope, or not the, the, the latest of the sequels, um, where they find the Millennium Falcon. And then there's this hologram. So um, there's these orphans, they find this shit to escape their oppressor, and they fly through the galaxy, and the person that teaches them how to use this ship and moral is a hologram of Captain Janeway. Yep. Um, but I love the animation. I'm hoping the story. Please state is the nature pretty... of the command emergency. Oh, that would, now that would be funny <laughs> if there's like a holodeck reference to that. There, there's a lot of 
they, they can use a lot of good humor in a kid's story to allow adults. I I to need to see kids. a reference to Robert Picardo. I really do. I, you know I, what I mean, yeah. If they're going this, Voyager this, heavy on it, go Voyager heavy. The doctor's got to go, be there. Yeah. No, but I mean, this. If you want kids and parents to watch it, that's what you have to do. Yep. You have to. It doesn't have to be dirty jokes. Like no, you know, it can be Bugs Bunny jokes for all I care. It can be Bugs. Well, Bugs Bunny jokes. We're also fairly dirty, right? Yeah, but but you reference scenes from Shrek. Do you think maybe he's compensating for something? Yeah, you know, it's just you do that type of stuff, and you're going to want the parents to watch, uh, sit down with the kid as they watched it. Yes, you know, and that brings new generations in, and I really hope. They do that, and I think that's what they were trying to do with Prodigy of bring kids into you know Star Trek, yeah, Star Wars, gosh, and Star Trek, yeah, Star Trek. Yeah, oh. you had it right the first time. I had it right. Anyway, we but, do have some super super yeah. chats to get to, and then we are going to call it a night before we oh, jump gosh, into we the late. after yes, party. Sorry. It is ten twenty p.m. So yes, we have. Uh, I I don't think I called this one out, although I did see it. SPX Labs five dollars. Thank you so much. Enjoy. Uh, everyone go buy some merch. Enjoy the rest of your show. I think I said that already, but thank you so much. I'm going to mention again, craftcomputing.store. Go get the official merch and drink like a pro. John Jason's over $5 praying or prepaying for Novella Hub going down the kids slide in the after show. I must have missed that in chat, but uh, I'm kind of looking forward to it as well. Heavy Palm sends over $2. Spent $2 for you to say split gate. Cool. Uh, and Tripic sends over $50 in Kiwi Bucks and says it's lockdown time again. Smiley face. I'm surprised you didn't use the upside down smiley face because, well, it's New Zealand. Uh, <laughs> anyway, thank you so much, guys. We do appreciate that. Uh, Tripic, I'm sure I will see you in the after party. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open a new bottle just for you. So uh, make oh. sure to tune into that. Uh, anyway, if you like this video, make sure to hit that thumbs up and we'll, thumbs up button we only have 66 like there's at least 76 of you watching right now and i know we were hitting at least like 140 during the show so shame on you for not hitting that like button before you left yeah. anyway if you like the content you see on this channel and want to help support us and what we do think about joining the patreon or float plane links are both down in the video description and as an exclusive bonus you can join the discord server where you can chat with myself john i guess if you want to rhett and steve and uh, take part in the awesome and ever-growing community that's hanging out over there. Follow me on Twitter at Craft Computing. Follow John on Twitter at Hops and Brews. And uh, make sure to subscribe to Hops and Brews if you like the beer content on this channel and are looking for more beer review content like that. John, anything to plug before we call this a night? That's basically it. And if you want to know about pumpkin beer, make sure to like my channel because they're coming Oh, the pumpkin beers are coming. They're coming. There, there are two things certain in life, and that is taxes and John and drinking pumpkin, pumpkin beers beer in September. That's right, baby. Thank you all so much for watching episode 197 of Talking Heads. Make sure to catch us live for episode 200 from Sandy M. Brewing on September 8th. If you live in the Oregon area, we will be broadcasting live at 8 p.m. Please come join us. Enjoy the phenomenal fish and chips, maybe a pirate stout or two. And uh, come hang out, because that'll be a lot yep. of fun. Anyway, craftcomputing.store for the latest merch. And as always, we will see you next Wednesday. See you guys. Cheers, guys.